You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch where the geese are all baby faces. Now, let the party begin. Live, start the countdown. Three, two, one. What's up, fellow brunchers? Welcome to Talk Brunch Live, September 9th, 2019. I'm your host, as always, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch, and listening to episode 338. Co piloting the brunch ship with me, as always, is Mr. Dustin Frazier. You know, Raw, I deal with kids enough at my job. I don't need more kids on your show, right? Yeah, right? I don't know. But, you know, it wasn't Canada. We don't canonize it. Kids ain't real. We're being so sincere right now. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're going to talk about the final weeks before the relaunch of everything wrestling, everything moving into the October area, the missing, the case of the missing AEW belt, as well as the case of the missing Hardy belt. Various Ric Flair claims of being the man And a few people joining the Performance Center So there's a bunch of fun things coming up So I'm glad that you all decided to join us tonight We have a bunch of stuff going on That being said, shout out to the chat room We got Doug the Dog 6 and Willie V2 Six Slayer, Max Adam Power, George V, Stasis Dreams, Space Fight And also those listening currently to the live broadcast over at TalkBrunch.com And of course the rest of you who listen on demand via iTunes, Stitcher, and all other popular podcatcher apps. We're available on every major digital audio provider, including SoundCloud. Just search Talk Brunch, and you can visit TalkBrunch.com for that, plus all of our social media links, as well as replays of all of our content. Welcome to this week's Top Story Rundown. It's hard to believe that in just a few short weeks, everything's going to be different, including the way we do things on here. We're going to be changing with the times as well. Once the official wrestling schedule changes, stay tuned for some changes with us. Yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Oh yeah. Too much. Oh, we got follows. Thank you for reminding me, Foss. I gotta get those notifications on. Thank you for the follow. Red Rapid Fox and uh East Coaster five oh six YT. I can actually do it manually here for myself because we usually turn those on after the music hits, but Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you, peoples. Thank you. We're almost hitting that next high milestone number. I don't even want to say with because I want people who I know listen on demand for a fact they're never coming here to come look for themselves. Right. You know, don't feed them information about what our times are. Make them curious enough to pop up because the numbers <laughs> on, our, on the on demand don't reflect nearly like, you know, like the, our live numbers don't reflect our on demand numbers. And we appreciate the the uh on demand but the live is like really where it's at and i get it it's late at night we're practically nocturnal here but uh you know just try it every now and then if you ever can't sleep just pop in it's a lot of fun doing it that way yeah i'm gonna get the names of these guys easter easter i like to keep track of our people i don't forget people you're not just numbers in here right yeah so uh remember yeah we ain't gonna forget you know what? I want to do this in whatever order you want, man. I think I'm just about ready for any damn story that, that can pop up. What do you What do you want to jump on? Uh, I mean, we, we, we could 
talk about CSI wrestling. I mean, well, all elite wrestling, but because <laughs> that might be the greatest story I've heard all week. My God, that fiasco. <laughs> Ow! Like it's funny because I heard you guys. I heard like Willie and EB and everyone talking in the chat room about him losing the title, and all I was thinking was, man, they're they're uh, they're they're dropping the title on house shows. Like, I didn't realize that you meant, like, they, they lost the title. It was just like, Jericho lost it. Like, I was like, that's a big deal, considering he just won the title. He lost, they would make him lose it as a house show. This is a bad sign. They're already making bad booking choices. Then later on, I realized, like, it's physically gone. The title's missing in action, man. Oh, God. What do you, do you think that was a work? Do you think that legit, like, this title was gone? I almost don't know, man. It's, it's almost too silly to believe. I mean, wrestling fans out there are crazy enough to run around and steal a title. I mean, they, they, we, we've seen them jump the rails. So I'm kind of like, if it was a work, that was different. But like, if he like shoot lost his title, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's getting, maybe he's getting a little too old for his, dare I say, if you would forget a title somewhere. Hey, don't do that. Yeah, like just, oops, like forgot my keys, you know. Well, that's like, look, we're going to do a pocket check. All right, keys, wallet, yeah. credit card, where's my title? I can confidently say I would never lose my world title. Not saying that I'm planning on winning one anytime soon, but I'm just saying that I'm I'm pretty sure of my ability not to lose my world title. Exactly. You know. And uh like, the the main reason behind I've never lost knock on wood, I've never permanently lost a set of keys. I'm not even making this up. I know everyone says they lose their keys and stuff. Like I'm one of those people that I've somehow gone through life and I've never lost like my key set or anything. The the couple of times I lost it, it was like needle in a haystack situations and somehow I managed to survive. Like one time I lost them on the beach at night, like two in the morning on the beach. I guess when I got up they fell out and then we walked like for like thirty minutes. And I was like, oh shit, forgot my keys. And no, and no bullshit. It was like a little glimmering tinkle in the sand. And then and we just, <laughs> and there they were. Like they were barely just hanging out. So record of, of that. And then I had another set that I just found yesterday. So I think a world title I'd be able to keep my eyes on, you know? Yeah. Like I think the worst thing that ever happened, like I think I lost some keys in the snow once at a friend's house. I just want to get them the next morning. They didn't move. Like, yeah, but not to lose your whole title. Right. 12 pounds of leather and gold. Like, come on, man. Like, what you doing? Huh? I can imagine him telling Tony Khan, you're going to laugh when you hear this. <laughs> like, Tony's just there like, all right, what's funny? Well, I lost a world title. What the fuck? In a match? I didn't even know we had a paper. That's what we were we had house about. shows? You know, like, what Thomas, do you mean? I, I would just love to see him call Cody like, so did we have a house show right after All Out? No, what happened, dear? Of course, he lost the title. Well. Well, so here's the deal. I, I, now normally what I do is I'll put the program together, but I'll wait till I'm on here to actually read any of the dirt sheets so that I could, you guys can give our natural reactions to what's going on. So I have a general idea of the stuff that's going on, but, uh, I never, I never really know until I get on here. So we're going to see exactly what, what's happening here. So we have a, first of all, he released a YouTube video apparently or, or a video after he, uh, lost the title and this is it. So I'm going to link you guys. I'm AEW champion Chris Jericho, and unfortunately, less than 24 hours after I became the first AEW champion, with blood streaming down my face after one of the hardest matches I've ever had in my life, some lowlife scumbag committed grand larceny and robbed me of the AEW championship. Now as I sit here in my palatial estate, my beautiful mansion, Getting ready to have a little bit of the bubbly. 
I'm just imagining. Look at the air that killed that joke. That son of a bitch if he was here right now. And as a result, I am launching a worldwide investigation using the top private investigators in the world today to find out who committed this crime. And trust me, as the AEW champion, as your Le Champion, I promise to regain and restore and find and reclaim the AEW championship. And once again, give you another reason to finally give me the thank you that I deserve. You're welcome. Bad okay. boys, bad boys. What you going to do? <laughs> A strange situation. Right? Like, that's, that, that's different. Yeah, so... Uh... According to Brian Alvarez, he says Jericho and some others were taking a f- flight back to Tam- the Tampa area, and the flight got diverted, and they ended up in, uh, I always get this name wrong, Tallahassee. See, I don't know any of these. these Tallahassee. Guys. Tallahassee, see, because I don't know anywhere out anywhere outside of big cities. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't been far the south of North Carolina, so you have that surprise. Nope, I only went where the racism was. <laughs> Once I started to see the white cones, I turned around. <laughs> You know, all I saw was you and a bunch of white cones chasing you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, seriously. So anyway, um, they rented out an SUV limo, and basically they got in the limo, and on the way they decided to stop at a Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> and this is this is a fucking shoot. And they, and they got out, and Jericho <laughs> had a case in his hand with the AEW world title that was worth $29,000. And, uh... They go in and he doesn't want to bring the the belt in. So he leaves it in the limousine with everything else. Really? And then the limo driver tells him that apparently they picked up a piece of luggage that doesn't belong to any of them. So they need to drive back to the airport while they're having dinner. And so when he goes to the airport and when he comes back, he announces that the belt is gone. So the, the driver lost it? I, I guess. That's almost what it sounds like. Jesus. Okay, let me see here. So he announces that the belt is gone. That is really, really weird. So first of all, I wouldn't even leave like a $200 laptop inside of a car. I wouldn't leave a $5 one inside of a car. You know. <laughs> so it's just weird that I'll just leave it. I guess because it's a limo and you're expecting the driver to keep it or whatever. So, um, but yeah, that's apparently how I went missing. And then, uh, the whole world, of course, did what they do and people started to comment on it. Disco Inferno tweets and he says, been off Twitter today and I log in to find out that in one of the more amateurish things you will ever see a wrestler do, Jericho lost the world title. That's karma for the slanderous things that ass clown said about me. Stupid idiot. And he tags AEW. I mean, at least, at least he had a, title, a world title to lose there, Inferno. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just hoping it was going to get followed up by the Cody just following up like, well, at least he had a world title to lose. Here we go. Here's a great one. So, uh, Lonely Virgil tweeted about it. Are you kidding me? And he said, if Chris Jericho ate at Olive Garden and paid me to protect his, him, none of this shit would have happened. Are you fucking kidding? Come on, Virgil. <laughs> Just what? <laughs> Do we have to revisit his full GoFundMe page again? Like, come on. like. If Chris Jericho ate at Olive Garden and paid me to protect him. I mean, shit. We might have a new bit here. I, I should, I should see if there's comments under that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, 
We need some material for the highlight reel for the anniversary episode. Fuck it, let's go. Like, See, I don't know how to get to to Virgil's uh, freaking account. Does he does he have Twitter? He <laughs> must, right? Twitter? That's where that's where it came from, right? So, I mean, here's the real question: Can Virgil afford Twitter? Wow. <laughs> See, but what would I, what's his what would his name be on? Anybody know Virgil's Twitter account? Somebody out there know? Like, let me see if it's on this program. It's not even on this program. Damn it, Virgil! Good one job. Normally, if I type in like a wrestler's name, it's it's the only thing that will come up with that wrestler, but not him. It's a hundred dollar man. His name's hundred dollar <laughs> man at hundred dollar man, right? <laughs> I almost wanted that to work. Yeah, I don't want to hold up the show, but I don't want to miss this opportunity. Like Virgil right. has a tweet tweet out there, and people are usually <laughs> people are usually really nasty when he posts stuff. You know, like it's priceless. People to this day still go on Lonely Virgil YouTube videos. Just well, I mean, there's a LonelyVirgil.com, isn't there? I don't know if it's there. <laughs> oh, that's where it came from. You didn't know that? No. <laughs> are you kidding me? The LonelyVirgil.com is literally. The a site that just it just gathered. That's how this whole thing started. Someone made a site called LonelyVirgil.com, and they just took pictures of all the times he's at conventions with his table, and that's all it is. <laughs> that's a real thing, man. Oh my god! Lonely Virgil, that shit is real. We, Look it up right now. Lonelyvirgil.com. Can we get sponsored by LonelyVirgil.com? Go there right now. Go to LonelyVirgil.com and see for yourself. Oh god! Yeah, but again, that was live reaction right here. Y'all, y'all ain't ready. Oh god! As a matter of fact, you don't even have to. In, in a little while, we'll go to Lonely Virgil. I'll put it on the damn screen so we can oh, all see. Oh god! Okay, I found his Twitter. It's the real Virgil. Yeah. yeah no, we didn't just coin his name in Lonely Virgil. They made a <laughs> site. This is Lonely Virgil on that. One of them. Just put Lonely Virgil. You'll see it. <laughs> oh god! Look, he he apparently. Man, you guys don't listen to me. Pay me and I'll protect your every move. And Longhorn ain't got nothing on the four cheese Olive Garden dish. Are you fu- Wow. I wonder, how yeah. much I wonder how much they pay him to plug Olive Garden. Probably cold soup and hard bread. And okay, here, here we go. There are, oh boy. <laughs> Didn't you once leave the million dollar belt at the airport? If Ralphus is no longer available, I nominate Virgil to be your new bodyguard. Ralphus, no. <laughs> this is all I'm saying is before we even go, can we just segment this off into another lonely Virgil video? May as well, right? Like part two. Fuck it, let's go. Oh boy. <laughs> and then someone, someone put. See, this is what happens when Virgil isn't used actively in the industry. <laughs> he starts going to all of Garden. Oh man, yeah, right. He starts start showing up at Olive Gardens. Are you kidding me? Olive Garden to book him. Oh Jesus Christ! Wow. Uh, look at Olive Garden. Want to come to the Garden? Look for Virgil now. Want to come to the All Ireland Final? We'll let you make the sandwiches. <laughs> you moved. Look at this one. You moved for Hogan while he played air guitar. Oh my god! <laughs> what about when I saw you bagging groceries and they tagged Kroger? Oh god! Don't you include Kroger in this? <laughs> Kroger did nothing wrong. Oh boy! <laughs> oh god! Someone put them. I didn't know Virgil was still alive. Well, hell. <laughs> 
I'm not even sure what this one means, but someone just put Soul Train Jones. No! <laughs> it's so random, it's funny. Yeah, I told you, man. I just thought somebody was just like, I didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> that's, even, that's even worse than that Raw when CM Punk came out and was sister tweeting him and he goes, Kevin Nash thought he was dead, LOL. OMG, I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so oh. this this thing, look at it, all because of Jericho losing his damn title. We just said we'd offer the Virgil, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you see, nothing beats that, but it's not over yet. Because uh, Longhorn Steakhouse themselves said a man should be able to enjoy himself a, fi- a fire grill steak without having to worry about a, ban- a bandit coming by and walking away with his effects. Hope it's returned soon. And then, and, then came said, in, y'all hire him. and then it said, we take the safety of our guests, guest property seriously and are doing everything we can to help the local authorities in their efforts. That said, Jericho is the champion with or without his belt. Oh, my God. And then uh, Arby's decided to chime in. And they said, hey, Jericho, heard some Judas stole your championship belt. We've got plenty of cardboard. Want a new one? And then Jericho replied and said, hey, Arby's, I'm all good. Save the cardboard to make your sandwiches. I saw that. That was amazing. And then Arby's put, you know what? You know what just happened? You just made the list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, nice try, Arby's. Nice try. And then the Young Bucks uh, replied to the situation. And all they said was O-F-F-S. Which for people unfamiliar with social media, that means that all they said was, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> In regards to the title being missing. <laughs> and um, Britt Baker replied and she said, I feel you, Chris. I got robbed of my title too. Oh, <laughs> wow. This is this is amazing. I'm just still hoping like I'm still hoping to hear like Virgil comment again. I'm surprised, dude, if I didn't look him up, we wouldn't have even known that he commented those other times. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. like he he's great. I'm telling you, man, fucking Arby's. He, he, I'm telling you, somewhere right now, he's he's tweeting Arby's like y'all hiring. I remember oh, hearing him same. on a shoot once when someone asked him about that website too, and he was like, "Fuck out of here, lonely Virgil, I ain't lonely." Just <laughs> a damn lie. Virgil. <laughs> 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 I'm a grown ass man. Don't you lie to my face? Uh, I always wondered if he knew about. It's it funny to hear him <laughs> say, like, for to hear the actual person have to say "lonely Virgil," even though he went, "Fuck out of here, lonely Virgil." Is that right up there with like that time George R. R. Martin snapped on that one guy? Oh, the fuck you for that because yeah. that's gonna die. <laughs> Damn, I want to see George R. R. Martin and Virgil be attacking. What a ripoff that somebody finally had the guts to, to tell George R. R. Martin they're worried about him dropping dead and we still didn't get an answer. <laughs> he just said, fuck you. Like, we still don't know any better or worse as far as his health goes. <laughs> You know, it would have been great if right after he was like, fuck you for that, the guy would have been like, no, but seriously, are you doing well? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't answer my question, George. You know, all joking aside, George, you know, we need these right. books. Like, you know, are you good? You need some, Metam- <laughs> you need some Metamucil? Yeah, you want some juice? <laughs> you know, anything. Just tell us and we'll do it. What's up, EB? Oh, what's up, dude? What's up, EB? Mr. Chronicles of Virgil, man. Yeah, E B and uh, Joe Woko just re entered. Did we have them on the uh, on the bot list over here? I don't even remember. Huh? Oh look how disorganized we got here. No, I don't think we did somehow. How the hell did I'm that like happen? Alright, well they're in oh. there now for the outro. But yeah, E B and Joe Woko up in the house. And uh yeah, so you heard about what Matt Hardy response was to what happened, right? 
that much. I, I've heard he responded, but I didn't hear what he responded to. The best part is I came across this when I wasn't really making the program. I just happened to be on YouTube and I clicked it like, oh, what's Matt Hardy doing? And I didn't realize what this was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like my, it's become my favorite thing. I watched it a couple of times. Right away. Here we go. <laughs> I uh, just had a wonderful date night out with my beautiful wife here at a very classy restaurant, as you can see. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> that son of a bitch tried to steal my belt. <laughs> Rebby, where's our limousine? What an asshole. I was looking so hard to see what that was in his hand. I was expecting like a replica of his old ECW title. Maybe like an old, maybe like the Omega Championship. Something. He pulled out just a belt. He pulled out a regular belt. He pulled he pulled the last dragon. A real master would use this to hold up his pants. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bad. Oh, oh God. But yeah, he lost his belt. So... Matt Hardy luckily was able to retrieve his belt. So, uh, yeah, he sends out this nationwide search for this belt. And uh, apparently he took that in good taste when he saw the, the Matt Hardy thing, because uh, Matt Hardy said, for the record, I'm not making fun of Jericho. I just saw an opportunity to make a cute parody of last week's wacky events and remind people of how entertaining I can be. Chris is a great friend and is an industry master on evolution and reaction. Enjoy. And then uh, Jericho tweets back, I loved it. It was outstanding or outstanding, he put. So. I feel like with Matt, you can't even be mad because you know he's just having fun. Yeah, exactly. I, I love how even if Jericho lost a $29,000 belt, still got to laugh. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's why I couldn't be in, in the position that the Bucks and everybody are. And I would have been losing my shit. Even like nobody, even with people would have been telling me it's okay. And I would have been like, no, it's not. Since the host of fucking $30,000 belt is off in some car somewhere. You know, Vince <laughs> is probably laughing at me. Those kids in their mother's basement on Twitter are probably laughing. Yeah, man. That's some serious shit, you know. But, I, yeah, I couldn't believe when I first heard that this happened. Okay, so it says that the way that the police found out the title was missing, they said uh, they, it was, they were called two hours after it was missing. Jeffrey Burlew of, of, the Democratic, of the Democrat reports that all elite title was found exactly where you least expect it, on the side of the road. Really? Like, just like where you would see... Uh, the the old sitcom version of the Hulk, the old the old fucking uh, David Banner, just dun 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 dun, like it was hitchhiking. <laughs> it was all Elite Banner. Wow, I guess you couldn't really sell something like that, right? You couldn't really, because everybody knows it's missing. Yeah, you know, like, you have there's, one... there, there, there's too many wrestling fans out there for you to be like, yeah, you guys want to buy a belt? Like, unless you, unless it got lost, like in the deep, deep sound, then you get some, some fucking putts to think that he can spray paint NWO on it and sell it. Oh my god! No, this is the NWO belt. <laughs> Don't you see the spray paint? For life. Someone turned it in a headquarters after reporting finding it on the side of the road. So that's how that one was wrapped up. They could have just kept it forever. Yeah, like, they could have been a douche. Yeah, like I would have done. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't have done that. They could have been like, so, uh, Tony. Yeah. So the guy who found out, the guy who found out on the t- side of the road says his name was Frank Price. 
and he was celebrating his 41st birthday when he happened upon the belt. He's the assistant director of the Florida Natural Areas Inventory at Florida State University. They said that him and his wife looked up the belt on Google and they thought it was a was basically, um, I guess, a replica. Yeah, and probably they, like one of those ones where like they're built almost to the exact scale. Yeah, so good thing that guy found it, huh? Yeah. It was almost like the 24-7 title. Oh, God, except this matters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know uh, what they would have done otherwise. I mean, I know they have a replacement from what we hear. There was a replacement belt. But imagine if they would have had to do that. That would have been like a $30,000 loss out the gate. Right. Yeah, that would have. You wouldn't. That would have been like, do you really want to pull out the replacement belt? Or do you want to find the real one? You want to find the real one. At that point, you let them use replica belts. Even WWE did that once. Remember? Oh, yeah. They, they, they whip out the Velcro belt every now and then. Yeah, they don't care. You know, either that or make him a Daniel Bryan belt. That'll be his punishment for for uh, for losing it. He has to have like a hemp belt. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't use it on they don't use it on SmackDown anymore, right? I saw I saw one guy. Didn't one guy have a hemp belt today in the crowd? Yeah, uh, one guy had a hemp belt. Yeah, I saw it. I almost couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my god, you guys are real. That's a nice thing. I mean, I hate when people have belts. I, I know the fans are gonna get pissed. I get heat when I say that, but. To me, I've always thought it's an awkward thing to not be a wrestler and have the title. Exactly. You know? like, maybe I take do? the maybe I take the kayfabe of this shit too seriously as an old school fan, but I just kind of feel like you shouldn't have the title if you didn't win it. You know? Exactly. Like even believe if it's me, a, like some of you guys, you, some of y'all in that crowd, are nowhere near winning the title. If you have the title, like if you bought it, like where it's just on your house, like on a table, like you know, with some other cool wrestling shit, great. You know, that's awesome. That's a good idea. I'm saying, like, if you walk around with it, like around your shoulder. Like holding it the way you would, like if you were coming to the ring to defend it, and go to shows like that. That annoys me. It's just kind of like, come on, dude, you don't have the title. I I just feel like at that point, like when you see somebody in that in in the crowd with like one of those belts, you should have the right to like make them defend it. Like just walk up on them and just, and just super kick them right. Boom! <laughs> title flies into the air. You, you wave your friend yeah. over who's already wearing a striped shirt. One, two. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll tell you what you do. You do it on the hard camera so they can watch you dart up the stairs and out the building. Yeah, you know what? Everyone who's a fan of any kind of a sport, if you ever have your chance, replica or otherwise, to get your hands in the title, like everyone wants to try it on. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you're human. You're gonna want to feel it and put it on your. But I think after that point, it's weird to now buy tickets, go to a RAW. You got in your car with the title, got out, took the title out, walked to the to the, get the concessions, your soda and shit with your title walk to your seat with your title you know it's just like at that point it's weird it's so weird in fact i forget what wrestler it was that when he was new and he first won the title they trolled him and they told him that you as the champion you have to walk everywhere with the title and just because of how funny he looked on airports like this one not like not in his bag the shit is just like he'd have they made him wear it the way you really would i gotta find out who, that who part that about it is i almost want to say it's enzo but then no that was enzo just being enzo yeah, I forget who it was. But point being, so imagine how much more ridiculous you look when you're doing that and you haven't even won it and no one told you to do it. I mean, I mean, think of an example. You don't ever see UFC fans with belts in the crowd. That's true. Yeah, you. I, 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 if anybody's ever seen it, I must have not been watching that fight. But and you know what, Squires, uh, is, Squires is right. Jericho's like a lot like Dean Ambrose when they had him leaving his belt in the cab, except that that the was The only difference is this time was a shoot. <laughs> and it goes completely against his character. Yeah. See, see, see. When when Dean left his belt in the taxi, that's just because it was a good shit. But no, when Jericho did, it was just like, oh, that's terrible. Well, he trusted the guy from what I'm reading here, unless I misread it, you know. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I guess I guess this is um let's look at this here. This is Jericho after they got him his title back. Hi. I'm AEW champion Chris Jericho. And less than 24 hours after I launched a worldwide investigation to find my missing championship title, it's been returned to me. And it's not because of any law enforcement agency that was too busy with posting pictures on Twitter and then deleting them and then posting them again or a funny meme or a clever gif. It's because of me. It's because I put the fear of God into the hearts of those who robbed me, who committed grand larceny. I told you I hired the best professional private investigators in the world today. And as a result, I got back the most coveted prize in professional wrestling today. The most coveted prize in the world, period. Worth more than Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. More valuable than Han Solo dipped in carbonite. More critically revered than the Ark of the Covenant. The AEW Championship title is back where it belongs, over the shoulder of the champion. And as I sit in my palatial estate, in my beautiful mansion, drinking a little bit of the bubbly, <laughs> I once again demand, and rightfully so now more than ever, a thank you from the entire AEW fan base, from the entire AEW roster, backstage, front office, in the ring, all across the board, because I did, once again, exactly what I told you I was going to do. I got this championship back, and I am never, ever letting it out of my sight again. I'm never going to lose it. I'm never going to be robbed of it. You're going to have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands if you want to take this from Chris Jericho ever again. And that's fine. I'm in no rush as I await for all of you to bow down on your knees... And thank me. It's good to be the champion. Oh, that guy. And friggin' the internet ran wild with that little bit of the bubbly. Like, yeah, oh yeah. my god, friggin' the new box of mania. What Matthew did, what, 11 times, I think? Yeah, I was cracking up with that <laughs> last night. Yeah, but you know what? You gotta give Jericho credit for being able to consistently just come up with these phrases that work, you know? Yeah, that's. I, I think that's one of the reasons why, and of course, I know we've already established the Jewish effect, eh, that's the only reason I don't give him as much flack for the move, because some some because there's some reason that he would pick that kind of a move to do now. But I mean, with Jericho, he always there's always a purpose to everything he does. So it is cool to see that all these years later, he's still coming up with stuff. Like, yeah. it's hard to consistently come up with new stuff that works this long yeah no it definitely is and with him with jericho there's always there's always a reason he does all he always has his own kind of reason he thinks something work and some of the days are kind of hard it's kind of hard to argue with him like i almost want to hear why he came up with the jews effect and then i think it almost might make sense but it's not going to necessarily help more but it's like okay that that makes a lot more sense with that one's never gonna fly with me man that is weird you know? Yeah, it's just it's really odd, but yeah, that's Jericho. You know, to me that one's just strange. You know, where it's just kind of like, why is that the uh, like uh, like it's just not that good of a move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like no matter how I look at it, it's just an elbow. Oh, guys, Carl's got a good point. See all of his phrases from WCW to now. Oh, that's imagine true. How, right? Imagine, imagine how long that video would take. No one's ever reinvented themselves that many times, to my knowledge. I would say one of the closest nope. people 
uh, would probably be Triple H. I know people want to hear that. They went, he said Triple H, but yeah. But you know what, man? It really, Triple H is one of those people that when I look at it, it was a different kind of uh, evolution in, in a lot of ways. No pun intended. Yeah. But uh, if you really look at the guy, it, it, it was like, and I like when people do it that way and the way Jericho does it better than the way generic WWE bookers and writers do it. And what the biggest difference is, is I'll tell you, when uh, when creative does a new character, it'll literally be like they expect you to just forget that this person the week before used to be this other character. All his friendships, past memories, associations are gone. And now he's this other guy and we're just supposed to accept that. Whereas like Jericho and uh, Triple H, people like that, it's literally an evolution of the character. Like it's not like Hunter Hearst Helmsley doesn't exist. He went on to become Triple H. You know, like he was in mid-transition of still being Hunter Hearst Helmsley in DX, wearing the robes, doing the crotch chop, and slowly transitioning from that into the game. You know what I mean? It's all one character that slowly evolved over time. Same thing when you look at Jericho and when you look at like the Jericho that he was in WCW when he fought Goldberg and when he had Ralphus. When he showed up and, and, and he um, trolled a rock and he partnered with China for the IC title all the way up to now. Like that Jericho is uh, is the same guy. Thank you for the, uh, for the sparks, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of sparks. Hold on to a lot of them, man. Don't use them all at once. Don't, don't spend them all in one place. Use your brunchables. Right. You, 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 you always say you already do that with your brunchables. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I suspect that, uh, and thanks to, thank you, Mixer, but I suspect within the next year uh, we will be partnered with Mixer officially on this channel with the way uh, our growth is going and everything. So we're going to have it's, more it's awesome. access to more resources, access to more stuff, more cool stuff to do. And, you know, even yeah. without us reaching that, we're, we've, we're already uh, working with people behind the scenes where there is going to be more cool stuff to do already incoming. Like oh, literally yeah. what you're seeing is just the beta of a, of a lot of stuff that's planned. So fun yeah. times when it comes to uh, all of that the brunchables the sparks the giveaways there's a lot of giveaways and things coming up um down the horizon like i said before and it's not being cocky it's just being credible here no one no one on the planet is doing what we're doing right now so i appreciate those of you that are enjoying it yeah and now i think about it when i could think of another case of somebody reinventing themselves but not letting you forget about who they were what they've let uh bray wyatt do with his character because, I mean, yeah. we've talk, we talked before that Firefly, Funhouse, and The Fiend was all his idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do like it. And it's funny because I, I, it's, it's one of the few things that I'll just openly say that I was wrong about. But it's only yeah. because at the time, Creative was in such a dark place that I believed them. I bought it when I just thought they turned him into Pee Wee Herman. I was like, fuck it. They just said, we don't care anymore. We're just going to troll everybody. We hate our fans. Now he's Pee Wee Herman. Because there was no indication in the first few Firefly Fun Houses that this guy was going to have anything to do with Bray Wyatt. And then know? the first time we saw him, it was like, whoa, this is something different. So it just angered me. I was just like, no, I don't want something. I liked what it was before. It was perfect before, and you guys just weren't pushing the guy. But now, you know what? I think it turned out really cool, the, the, whole, the whole evolution of it. My only regret going into this new character is I wish that the old one would have had the run he needed, you know? It, yeah, like, uh, it would have done a lot. It would have, I mean, as good as the character is, it would have been that much better if the other Bray Wyatt would have gotten a real push. Yeah, like the Bray Wyatt of past should have been coming out with the Wyatts with the Lantern when he became the world champion, which I bet most people forgot by now because that's how fast he lost it. But when he did actually become the world champion, he should have kept it and uh, for a while. And then when they beat him, all of this could have happened. And that would have made the previous character just as memorable as this character. He would have had sure. his Hunter Hearst Helmsley. 
You know, which, I mean? because- I, which I'm still with uh, 2K releasing some of the entrances. I can't wait for the Fiends one to show up. And by the way, on the screen, you guys are looking at the little bit of bubbly shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you could get some for yourself. Get one today re- at ProWrestlingTees.com. A little bit of the bubbly. We're going to rename. We're going to rename the show. It's going to be Talk Bubbly. <laughs> A little bit of Talk Bubbly. There you go. A little bit There's of Talk one. Bubbly. <laughs> Did I, I share the link for these guys? I don't even remember if I shared the link. Probably not, right? You know what? The the, the new program, we actually upgraded the bot. He'll stop me if I if I shared it. Let's see what yeah. happened here. Because I screwed up before. No, we didn't share. There you go. So now it's on social media. It's in the chat room. If you guys want to buy yourselves a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Stasis, way ahead of you. <laughs> oh, come on. You know how many shows you are? Not that everyone in the world is trying their, their, their hand at doing what we're doing. You know how many people are going to be naming their shit that? Ain't anybody be naming their shit a little bit of talk bubbly. It ain't us. Ain't nobody watching them. <laughs> A little bit of talk bubbly. I like that. Yeah, a little bit of talk bubbly. There you go. All right. <laughs> Write it down. All I'm saying is we already got the artwork. <laughs> no, no, I actually oh, God, had an idea. I'll, I'll, I'll show you later, but I actually already had a pretty good idea as far as as far as uh, artwork goes. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they got that bell back. It was I mean, it was only 24 hours, but still, it had to be a crazy 24 hours. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely, he probably would have just bought it. You know what I mean? Like Jericho, no, right, knowing Jericho, Jericho already got stupid money. Like he would have just, paid for it. He just paid for the title. You know? Jericho, like twenty nine, twenty nine thousand dollars to Jericho would have been just buying a new pack of gum at the gas station. Pretty much. Not that that would have been fun. I'm not encouraging anyone but, to do yeah. that. Don't lose your titles. You know, been great. Like, I mean, like Matt's video was called "Watch Your Belt." <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my god. But yeah, while we're on the topic of AEW, it has been confirmed that they are on TV 14 rating. According to the Sheets and Wrestling Observer, they're saying that they're going to be edgier and that TNT agreed for the TV rating during the negotiation. And they said they want them to go a little bit further, but the company uh, doesn't have free reign to uh, to go all out with violence. So they've been given specific uh, rules as regards to certain things that they're not allowed to do, but they are going to have a more edgy product than WWE. Man, this sounds really familiar, right? It's like I almost feel like I'm reliving my life here where it's like there's a company that uh is on Turner's network that decided that they were going to do like a more adult product. And a lot of the people that wanted to make better money from WWE are slowly showing up there. Mm, right. It's crazy. You know, all they need now is for their top guy to, to show up over there and turn heel and then start his own organization. Oh, you my know? God. Don't do that to them. Huh? Call we it saw that, Andy. Call it the NW Big Dog. No. <laughs> no, you... No. No, nah, it's never going to happen, you know. <laughs> you put that knee to Ricky Bobby. You stop it right now. <laughs> you know. All of you Reign fans can stick it. Ooh-ah. Did they used to say that on WCW? That, that it was a red substance? When they, <laughs> instead of saying the word blood? Did they? Oh, my God. Wow. A red substance. Like, that could have been anything. That could have been Kool-Aid. Like, what? Come on, now. Like, it's better than just everything not having blood. What is it with this new world that we live in where nothing can have blood anymore? Exactly. Like, remember back in the days where, like, how much Jericho bled at uh, All Out when that was just, like, that was nothing? Yeah. 
That's now three. people doubt. Now people get a paper cut and the gloves are out. Like, I, I remember watching Eddie. I, watch, I remember watching Eddie bleed like half his body weight. Like, are you kidding me? It's it's not just in wrestling though. It's in our culture. There's something that happened where we've become. Well, obviously, yeah, we've become more sensitive, but it's in our culture where we've become more squeamish towards blood because. First of all, when we were younger, there were never such things as horror movies that were PG-13, and there were certainly never horror movies that didn't have blood, like all those old movies, Friday the 13th and all that, there was blood. Now you can actually watch horror movies, and they will not have blood, like they'll somehow manage to have PG-13 movies that are suspenseful, but there's no gore. And I don't need there to be a lot of gore, but I just think that at, at a certain point, you start messing things up by not having gore at all. You know, that, that's uh, a, it, it's a, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the things where when uh Dragon Ball Z Kai came out and they brought it over to the Nicktoons, that's what killed it for me. You don't tell me Goku gets shot through the chest and it's just nothing. Like it's one of the reasons I'll, I'll take it a step first. One of the reasons why I stopped watching a lot of anime, most anime, like I'll watch the old 90s, but I don't watch it because, for example, I'm glad you brought up Dragon Ball because if you look at uh. Like, for example, Dragon Ball Z, look at the end of the Majin Vegeta saga. He was all bloody and beaten. His eyes are bleeding. His lips and mouth, his whole face is torn. Yeah. His, account, his, his arm like was basically almost you know, every, red. Like. Everything was just red around them. They were destroying each other. That being said, so I'm supposed to believe now in the new series, Dragon Ball Super, these guys are operating at, like, god levels. And there's not a drop of blood, like, in any of these fights. Everyone's clothes are unwrinkled, and no one's bleeding, like, even off the side of their mouth. There's no cuts on their arms or elbows or anything. Their fingernails aren't dirty. Like, what is this? Like, I'm supposed to... This is, like, years later, and, like, on a new power, and no one has any blood. And I don't need there to be blood. It's like I'm a blood fiend, but my suspension of disbelief can only go but so far. And I think battle damage does a lot for sort of enhancing the scale and the stakes of a fight if you look at the death of superman even though it's not the greatest comic and unfortunately it suffers from uh if you're reading it page by page his cape seems to respawn as doomsday's beating the fuck out of him because several times throughout the comic doomsday tears his cape wraps it around him throws it off and then the next panel there's a whole new cape being ripped but point being aside from the inconsistencies in that there's he's bleeding and that's one of the reasons why for a lot of people if the I remember when the death of Superman came out, it was difficult for a lot of people to read. Like even if they weren't Superman fans, it was just a weird thing to see a guy who normally looks so clean cut that hardly ever uh seems vulnerable get his ass whipped. Where he's like on the floor. Like if you've I don't know, I don't know a lot of people haven't read this comic, but if you go and look at the beating that he took, it's not the kind of beating he takes every day. So when he died, you believed it because it was like, wow, this guy that we don't know who he was came out and beat the fuck out of Superman and left him in a pool of his own blood with his costume all fucked up and everyone's crying. You believed he was dead. If he would have just been unconscious, you know, or just been laying there and looked the same, it wouldn't have worked. Sometimes it's it's good for drama. And the same thing when you take it back to wrestling, where uh, sometimes those crimson masks help in those crazy matches that they have, man. Yeah. I'm not saying it needs to be that way all the time. But it definitely helps when you have a high stakes match if there's a little color. I remember you know? what was it, it was Survivor Series one year when uh, Triple H and Ric Flair had that last man standing match. Actually, even better when Shawn Michaels and Triple H went almost an hour in hell in the cell. One of the things that made that match so cool was the fact that both those men looked like they jumped in red paint by the time that match was over. Yeah, I mean, I know some people are gonna, you know, be shocked when I say this and disagree, but one of my favorite pay per view events in wrestling is TNA Lethal Lockdown. 
always been one of my yes. favorite things. Whenever that's coming, I'm always like, all right, lethal lockdowns in a few weeks, you know? And then throughout the year, I mean, later on in life, it became awful. If you caught the later ones, it was terrible. But, um, those matches used to have so much violence, so many different things happening, like where it, you, you would really feel for the, the amount of damage happening in these matches. Yeah. And it felt like something terrible was going to happen. The whole tone of the match, the fact that once the last guy's in the ring, then the, then the ceiling starts to lower and all the weapons are, are attached to the top of it. So, you know, people are going to be climbing there to try to pull them down. I thought it was really cool. And I mean, again, if you saw the later ones where they didn't even have the money anymore to make the lethal lockdown, uh, sell anymore. And, uh, I, I believe in one of them, they even went as far as Sting just walks to the ring as Clown Sting with a, with a shopping cart full of the weapons of the last guy. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute, you guys didn't even make the lockdown cage. Like, this is terrible. But if you watch the ones L- where they L- did lockdown the real. Lockdown used to be one of the best events of the year. Yeah. Fantastic event, you know, but part they, of that they, was they the used violence. to be able to advertise that as literally the most barbaric night of the whole year because that's what it used to be. Hey, Fortune versus Immortal, you had Ric Flair and Abyss in the same cage, right? It was blood everywhere. Yeah. I mean, freaking AJ Styles and Abyss headlined the very first lockdown, and AJ was a bloody mess after that match. I mean, you talk about bloody matches in TNA, lest we not forget AMW versus Triple X. Where yeah. by the time the match was over, the the freaking um, the the freaking ring mat was red. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what did what did Squire say there? I thought your favorite TNA pay per view was King One. What did you did, did, did you did you box Squires? What happened? Like, what? <laughs> but I no, guess, like, I guess so because it disappeared. <laughs> oh, he oh, talked King, King, of, of the King of the Mountain. Oh, King of the Mountain was my second favorite just because it was something different. Guys, we're going to run the intermission real quick, and we'll be back in a minute. Hang tight, peeps. Want to chat with the guys? Then be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Talkbrunch.com. Served hot. Hey, you know, can't control everything, right? There we go. <laughs> thought that was a little bit odd. Anyway, where the hell were we? Uh, blood, the good days. Yeah, the good old days of blood and violence. But yeah, like I said, I just I just hate the fact that now we have this. So I'm really happy that AEW is t- stepping up and they're going to be giving us an alternative product that's going to be doing things like that, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't need, like, ECW 45 headshots, but give me something just, just a little spicy. That's what made that's what made the, the two hardcore type matches that are all out so fun. It was just, you don't see that level of violence anymore. So it was just kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to, well, hopefully, you know, a lot of the creative minds behind WCW, which did, did become the creative minds behind TNA, will become the ones behind AEW. And we'll, we'll get some of that positive minus the negative. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people this day, like, when they're just like, oh, it's just another WCW. Like, you tell them, oh, you gotta remember, one of the key things that screwed over WCW was they kept spoiling matches, and they fucked around and spoiled one of the worst ones they could have. You're not gonna see that happen in AEW. I I'm, I know people will say that the reason WCW at the end of the day was gone because Time Warner no longer wanted anything to do with having uh, wrestling on their network at the time. 
I really question though if they would have just if that would have mattered or if they would have just lingered around like a dying animal that no one wanted to put down the way that Impact was doing for a while there because it's not like WCW. I was there, man. You know, I, at the point where they were going out, no one even cared. Like, of course, people remembered the good days, but that that company that died at the end was not the same as the company it started as. It's like WCW was the equivocal to that movie to fly like in the early days wcw was jeff goldblum but in that last year they were the fly like he was yeah. just gone by then you know yeah pretty much like it was just ugly it was like completely different i didn't even i i even forgot like it took a while like when when the network first came that i saw stuff and it had to remind me of how cool it used to be because of how bad it went out like it went out no one would have ever even imagined after a while it, it was so bad that you just got used to it being bad like it was just an accepted thing exactly you you were just waiting for somebody to shoot the horse at that point. I mean, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be a different scenario when that day hits and yeah. this company finally gets, let's be real, at this point, full-blown unleashed on the wrestling world. Yeah, exactly. It is going to be something to behold. The game changes forever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know exactly. Honestly, it's strange that the WWE is trying to put NXT. Did, did that... you uh, watch? Did you watch oh, All Out? I don't know why that came on. That was weird. That's not even the drop that we have to play. Mm. Creepy. It's like everything's still, still bugging from, uh, from whatever the hell happened before. Jesus. Yeah. Vince heard us praising AEW. Shut that shit down. Yeah, right? No, Vince. No. That's what it is. Every time we bring up the wrong thing on here lately, it seems like something tries to jump in there. Right? Are we being sabotaged here? Well, whoever launched Torchlight 2 started messing with the Wi-Fi. Stop it. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't want to go too much. Kind of, we don't talk Game Shop on here too much. But yeah, I, be careful, guys, with these launches. Or every launch, we have some footage up. You can see for yourself. Every launch we did last week, this on the website, there was some sort of a launch problem. We did the Torchlight 2. There was network issues. The Gears of War 5 had so many issues that I can't even count them. It's a great game when it's working. But uh, yeah. there, there were just so many issues that we just lost count. I mean, when it comes to Borderlands 3 coming around soon, I'm scared to launch the thing on launch day. Is is today launch day? Not launch day. It's, no, today's not launch day. I think it's sometime in the next week. I guess even I guess he's a specific day, but like, even then I'm kind of like... Two rough launches in a row. Like I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> yeah, everything's launching like crap. I, I like. I almost want to like give it a little bit and see first, but. Uh. All right, now we got the proper thing on screen, as you guys can see. This is the new AEW Full Gear pay per view that's coming up November 9th. on Saturday, November 9th. What an atmosphere for the crowd here tonight. We will fight for something or fall for everything. Oh my God! For the first time ever, AEW presents Full Gear. Look who's here! It promises to be a night of firsts. We called it a dream match before the show. A night that will live in infamy. The story is yet to be written. All Elite Wrestling presents Full Gear. Live Saturday, November 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on pay-per-view. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like the name. The name's definitely different. Do you really? I don't mind it. I mean, after we went through Great Balls of Fire, anything's better than that. But Full Gear, like, it's, I, I almost like it because it's like, it doesn't seem to have a specific meaning as much. Like, All Out felt like that last so, big push. So you telling me that you didn't like Great Balls of Fire? Mm, nah. 
Oh god, I can't believe you just did that. That is awesome. <laughs> but no, nah, it's um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering how it's gonna how it's gonna turn out with this one. I would I I wonder what the landscape is gonna look like by the time this one um rolls around. I mean, it's only a month after the the launch, right? Yeah, it's just right around. It's it's not too far after. Yeah, I'm I'm with Squires, man. I don't. I think Full Gear. It sounds almost like the name of a pay per view. If Rick and Morty were watching TV and they came across a, a wrestling show, you know, Jesus. like it just it doesn't sound like a real pay per view. Like Full Gear, it just sounds like something that I would say. You know, like if I was trolling. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like I and I love the company. But, you know, just listen, AEW Full Gear. You know, <laughs> shift into high gear. You're like it's like just <laughs> meh, <laughs> clutch and steel. No. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. Yeah, it's just you can't really. AEW full it, gear brought to you by Stacker, the world's strongest fat burner. I mean, I mean, Squires, <laughs> it could be worse. Great balls of fire. Nobody got nut shotted. So I mean, hey, nobody got nut shotted. Nobody caught syphilis. Nothing like. <laughs> Like, Full Gear sounds like something that you give the name of your next 25 episodes of anime after you've had your oh, first 25, God. you know? My Hero Academia, Full Gear. Like, that'll be a later season or something about, about Deku's son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, they don't want to start having backlash names, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it sort of comes off like, like a backlash. It doesn't sound like a pay-per-view. It doesn't, it's not keeping with the theme. And obviously you do all in, you do all out thematically. There's not much, many other ways that you can go. Yeah, that's, that, that's the one thing where I feel like I can definitely have the problem with it is that you're going from all out and then you're going into what now full gear. Yeah. Like that's where it kind of, that's where I could definitely see what the problem with it is. That's just that transition is kind of like eh. Transformers full gear. Oh no! Don't don't you Mark Wahlberg them? Don't you Marky Mark them? Fast and the Furious, full gear. No, Vin Diesel's not gonna. Fat Vin Diesel's not gonna be here. Look what. Resident Evil, full gear. You stupid. Gears of War, full gear. Stop. <laughs> oh, I have had it with you. Like I don't know why are there gears in this. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> full gear you know what I think about it that's the worst that, that's the worst false advertisement since what remember this one Survivor Series freaking no Squires not Gold Box full Gold gear Box. no that's like sad. the worst false advertisement since Fantasy Warfare which wasn't actually Warfare yeah if we're gonna do knockoff uh, characters Snorks full gear are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> Snorks full gear that's amazing. See, it's like one of those lo- slogans you could put on anything. You could just tack it to the back of anything and just and just make it that it. You're just saying that there there's something more here. Talk no, no, full no. gear. Okay, now I'm done. I'm <laughs> tired. I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's too it's too easy, you know. Like they like they need to take that one back to the drawing board. And, and as a matter of fact, that's something that you guys should do if you ever make a podcast or a show, or if you ever name anything. See if you could tack it to the back of many things. And if you can, don't fucking do it. That means don't use that. All I'm saying, episode title number two, Top Brunch, Full Gear. 
Yeah, see, that's what you need. You need a name like Talk Brunch. No one's going to have that name. You know, you're not going to hear Transformers Talk Brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Fast and the Furious Day Talk Brunch. (laughs) Reboot, full gear. I am done with Squires. That show was creepy, too, man. The CG made it look like they were all already dead. Yeah, don't, don't let Cooley hear you say that. He ain't here tonight, but you know he's lurking, huh? Yeah, they all look like rejects from uh, from Out of This World. Remember that old game, Out of This World? Oh, dear Lord in heaven, no. Oh, man. So, in other <laughs> AEW news, according to Brad Shepard, they're saying that uh, WWE, their new attitude towards AEW is that the more AEW gets exposure, the less WWE is worrying about it because it's starting to feel like it's just a small, albeit loud, niche audience versus the broad general audience that they have. Oh. Exactly. So they're basically saying, yeah, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's possible. There's no reason to not think that. I would like AEW to be more than that. And it's good that they're striving to be more than that. But I've seen these kind of fans before a couple of times already, you know, and they are a small niche audience. And it's whether you're talking about ECW fans or XPW fans or TNA, or Ring of Honor fans, all of these companies hit the ground with a certain amount of hype. And then afterwards, that's what they really did have, a niche audience. They became an alternative. It was that one time with WCW where they caught lightning in a bottle. And you got to also keep in mind that in that time that that happened in WCW, it was it was a WCW that came with a lot of power. Not only with Turner's money and with Turner's backing and his personal investment in them doing well, but with the with the lineage that it came with. A lineage that dates back further than even the WWE itself. A lineage that dates back before the first WrestleMania. Wow. When you really think about it, the World Heavyweight title goes back to the NWA. Yeah. The, the stuff of WCW, it was literally built on legendary lineage that goes further back than Vince McMahon himself. That's it actually was, really true. You know, a lot of the World Heavyweight title... Is that old? You got to remember that, you know. So when you look at that company, and 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 that was probably the only chance ever of a company like that existing and having that kind of a war, right? So, like I said, that doesn't mean it isn't possible here. But I'm just saying it's also possible to be that it's just a niche audience. Yeah, it's not a guarantee, but it's a possibility. Yeah, it's definitely something to concern yourself with. You know, I don't I don't think that means they're going to go anywhere. They're right now they're going to be the number two no matter what. It's, yeah. the, it's your other companies, the former beloved companies that a lot of fans have abandoned inadvertently that you got to worry about now. And unfortunately, much. as much as people make fun of Impact, Impact right now, because of the way that they exist, is more self-sustaining than Ring of Honor. I would be worried about Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. Ring of Honor is the one to be worried about, not Impact. Whoever's saying you shouldn't be worried about Ring of Honor is full of shit. Now's a good time to worry about Ring of Honor. That doesn't mean that they're going anywhere right now, but I'm just saying they're not in the most comfortable spot. They shouldn't be comfortable where they are. No one really is talking about them the way that they used to. People, we talk more about Impact than we do about them. People talk more about New Japan, and ironically, it's because Ring of Honor is the ones who gave New Japan that level of exposure. But now more people gravitate towards New Japan. Yeah. New Japan's in a better spot than Ring of Honor. Impact's in a safer spot. AEW's in the second place spot. So now you got Ring of Honor where? Evolve is in bed with WWE. I would even take it a step further and state that Evolve is in a safer spot than Ring of Honor is. And that says a lot. Evolve is, remember, the Evolve is, uh, 
run by the the originator of Ring of Honor, right? Uh, Gabe Zapowski, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's a guy. Yeah, so you got a really good, strong book over there. Now he has the backing of a big company like WWE. Those are the companies you got to worry about as far as if we're talking about the possibility of a company being an actual red danger right now. That doesn't exactly. mean that they're going anywhere at the moment. It means that if there was a chopping block, they're in last place right now. Aside from we're talking like the deep indies. Pretty much. You know, I but- mean, shoot, even MLW, it might not be at the exposure level. But you look at where they're at versus where ROP is, they don't really have anything to worry about. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, this is the reason why we're saying October is, is everything's going to change. The landscape of wrestling changes for everything except Raw. Raw stays with its feet planted in the ground exactly where it's been the whole time. Your Mondays are going to stay your Mondays. Every other day of the week is never going to be like what you've known it to be like before, though, you know? Exactly. You got barren Tuesdays now. Nothing's happening on Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays will be empty in October. And, uh, no. And Wednesday, um, <laughs> and Wednesdays will be AEW NXT Wars. Thursdays are going to be barren now. And then you got your Fridays with, uh, SmackDown. Where the hell's, uh, TNA going to be or Impact Wrestling rather during all this? Are you going to be moving back to Thursdays? Okay. I think, yeah, they're still going to be on Thursday. Cause right now they're on Fridays, right? No, they're still on Thursday. Are you sure, dude? I feel like I watched them. I, the one time I watched them on Twitch, wasn't it a Friday? I don't even know what them anymore. It might you see, Friday. I'm pretty sure they're on Fridays right now. Then they moved to Fridays because SmackDown uh, was on Thursdays. Yeah, or yeah SmackDown. That that, whenever they moved, they, like SmackDown moved them around. They even did an advertisement. Remember, we played on here where it was like, "Pack your shit." <laughs> <laughs> Remember that one? I just loved that. I just want to flip on Twitch one day, and all I hear is. Pack your shit. What a great way to address it, right? <laughs> we are moving the fuck out. Pack your shit. What a way to say it. Like, like, like they know, they know what's up. They're not trying to act like they're, they're, they're not competition for WWE. Oh my God. I wonder if we can get that, right? Right. What would I have to type into, into YouTube in order to, um, would I just literally type TNA pack your shit? Let's see. I'm about to find out. Give me a second. It was. Pack your shit. That's amazing. God help me if I could. Because if I can, that's the best day of my life. What? Pack your shit? You're right. Like, just, let's see. Is it shit? Let's see. No, pack your shit. Not just shit. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. Damn, I'm not seeing any shit. Nah, it doesn't come up. See, they didn't call that. We'd have to look up TNA's move in the summer. We don't got time for that. They'll be putting up a new one soon anyway. That right. Yeah, so I wouldn't worry about it. So, uh, yeah, WWE sees it as a niche audience right now, so we'll have to see if they're right about that. You know, they have experience with this before, so, you know, I don't think that it isn't a possibility. Exactly. And uh we're hearing Marty Skrull's contract, according to Sports Illustrated, with Ring of Honor while we're talking about the danger there. And Marty Skrull sort of become one of their big guys over there in Ring of Honor. Because he's one of the top dogs. He's, he was like the last guy. I mean, that's all that they were left with. All the Bullet Club and Elite guys left that guy there. And like, so yeah, he pretty much started running things. That being said, his contract expires in November. So there's speculation about that being right after the AEW goes weekly. They did say they were going to keep a spot open for the guy. Yeah. And the door is open for him. And I mean, they're calling it speculation. I'm just calling it common sense. They hang out with the guy all the time. Like Marty Skrull hangs out with them and eats with them. And plays video games with them and travels with them and is on their show. And they said they're keeping him a spot open 
for when his contract expires. There's really not that much speculation. He's out of there. He's going to be leaving Ring of Honor. Yeah. Who's the top person uh, in Ring of Honor at this point? Fucking <laughs> Matt Taven. You see that? Matt Taven is, is who you're going to see Ring of Honor. Matt Taven versus who? I don't even know what the feuds are right now. And I don't even know. I haven't watched Ring of Honor in so long. I watched the last week, week episode a couple days ago, and uh, it was a Luchador match, and Sin Cara was in it. The fuck is Sin Cara doing in Ring of Honor? I don't know. Get out of there, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, Sin Cara was there. I remember that. I Go back to the main event. People will see you there. I was half paying attention to it, but I just found, I think there was like three luchadors, or maybe it was a three on three, and I think it was a, I think Sin Cara was there. <laughs> fuck it, Squire's a cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. <laughs> nah, but you know what? He's even in New Japan more often. You know it's bad when even Cheeseburger's like, no, nah, I'd rather go here. Yeah, they love him out there. Yeah. Cheeseburger's one of their favorite things. <laughs> too easy. Not going to do it. Yeah, right? Don't. Uh, I'm be- it's not Tuesday. I'm behaving tonight. Sort of. Yeah, so Ringside News got an exclusive, apparently, where uh, they, they managed to reach out to Fight TV because Dave Meltzer was saying that the which we reported on here, the AEW all-out buys were lower than double or nothing. As you guys know, Fight TV was responsible for that stream. Now, they're quoted as saying that, uh, unfortunately, the source provided the sheets with erroneous AEW buys. And they're quoted as saying, we don't publicly release specific fight buy information, but I can tell you that the AEW all-out buys, in fact, exceeded those of AEW double or nothing. So... Yes, unlike previous reports, their numbers have gone up. More people bought it than the last pay-per-view. It's amazing when people just have to like be like, oh, nobody bought that. And it's like, you can clearly go and find out that a lot of people bought that. Yeah, so that's the reason why you I always say make- take things with a grain of salt when you hear it on here, because then other shit comes up. People will look into it, which is good that Ringside did that, you know, because... uh. Not everything that you hear. That's why we, 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 it takes us so long to put this program together. You got to take a lot of the dirt sheets with a grain of salt. It's really easy for anyone to comment on things just based on logical deduction, which was, uh, it's a lot of what Meltzer does. That doesn't mean he doesn't have insiders, but a lot of his stuff, uh, although we do appreciate the stuff he is able to get, a lot of it is speculation just based on common deductions. You yeah. know, like, uh, you know, just saying stuff like, they're gonna like for example you can just look at anything that's happened recently and say that they're going to be proceeding forward with this uh sasha banks uh bailey team no shit (laughs) but but that'll be a dirt sheet you know what i mean and that's what i mean like you got to filter through a lot of stuff you have to literally dig your hands through a bunch of dog shit to try to get a diamond ring pretty much you know like stuff like that will happen all the time you know, or someone will look at the five on five that happened tonight and then they'll make an article reason why WWE ended Monday Night Raw with a five on five, you know, and then it'll just be like a quote of Melzer or someone saying, oh, they probably wanted uh, to make sure that they showed everybody on TV for these last few weeks before the draft. No, no shit. No shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I That's had what I'm no idea. When you're on this show, we're trying to distinguish the dirt sheets from the dirt, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, um, we're also hearing that AEW is considering having a television title. Cody Rhodes spoke to IGN and he said there's a title we're considering and it's something people can probably guess since we're going to be on TV, hint, hint. But there are no plans for it at the moment. Right now, we 
revolve around the AEW championship. And in DC, we're going to name the first ever AEW women's champion. And that's such a beautiful belt. I don't know if people know up close that rose gold is, is, is layered into it. And then, uh, he said, Brand, Brandy, Kenny Omega and Tony did a great job getting that title. That's going to be some guidelines laid out for whoever wins that title, though. Some guidelines about how they're supposed to take care of it. I don't yeah, know, is that, don't is go that, Longhorn. Don't, yeah, no, don't go to steakhouse. <laughs> what if, yo, Jericho eats a lot of steak. He eats Longhorn steaks, but you know, he betrayed Omaha steaks. Yeah, he did. <laughs> after, after all that, think about it. What was the thing that we, it, it was, it was, it was, fucking the ambrose interview dude that would drive me crazy because ambrose would be talking yeah you know and then vince would make me want to do this bad storyline i would tell him that i don't want to do it let me tell you about and omaha steaks that's really interesting and we're going to hear more about it but first we have to talk about omaha steaks go and get your omaha i was like oh my god dude how many times listen that's one of the reasons <laughs> as much as i like those wrestlers that's one of the reasons i can't listen to some of those podcasts like mid-conversation you brought, you know how many fucking times he brought up the omaha steaks thanks to dean ambrose <laughs> you know how many people probably eat omaha steaks now <laughs> imagine if we had to do that i'm not saying we wouldn't do that if somebody paid us but imagine being here and being like yeah man things are looking really good for AEW." but before we waffle do house that, team on yeah you know let's talk about waffle house uh the, the, the new uh, um arnold palmer team <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like it doesn't make any sense but it's yeah like arnold palmer boy out the arnold palmer but yeah this this dude plugged omaha steaks for that entire freaking ambrose interview and then he was caught at a Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> We're gonna tell you about that trial of Longhorn Steakhouse. Let me tell you about this team on day, though. I'm gonna, you know, someone, someone in, in the name of Talk Runs, tag Omaha Steaks and ask them how come they didn't. <laughs> I want to know why the fuck they didn't help him get the belt back. The Longhorn Steakhouse, and who else was it? What was the was it the Olive Garden? Someone else. A few food <laughs> places came forward and tried to help this man get that 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 belt back. And Damn, the Omaha. Arby. Yeah, the Arby's tried to help him, but the Omaha Steakhouse that he's loyal to, that he plugs on his podcast, did not step up during this emergency. I will not be buying Omaha Steaks. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Omaha shit. <laughs> More like Omaha shit for not helping to get that title back. I love how we just throw them under the bus for such a stupid reason. Now we have Omaha heat. Fantastic. Yeah, right. Hashtag Omaha Heat. There are heat harder than the steaks. <laughs> the, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go off <laughs> Olive Garden exclusive to Virgil. Oh, man. Well, believe me, if Olive Garden had any chance not be getting paid in hugs and VHSs, they will take it, alright? And not even rewind it once. You put it in the freaking cape and he's in the middle of it. And he's like, oh, I forgot to finish. No. Steak's so good, you forget your world title. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest slogan for Longhorn. There you go. That's a better Squire gave the pay-per-view a better name than the one that's coming. E.W. Omaha Heat. E.W. Omaha Heat. <laughs> Look at that. If they can get something going on. They'll be incredible. They already the 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 paperwork is already laid out for this one, right? I think so. That is nuts. Oh my god! This shit practically writes itself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's definitely not the best way to to lose your title at, at a steakhouse. Maybe he needs to start going to more seafood places. Right. You know, brought to you by Red Lobster. That was the plan all along. We're actually sponsored by Red Lobster. I want to tell anybody, but my way of getting there was putting down a. Uh, all the steaks. 
Yeah. You see? Yeah. Oh, brunch. We got the cheddar biscuits. <laughs> yeah. So for anyone who knows. Yeah, we gotta do. We, yeah. we, we, we gotta do like they used to do on the they do on the raw commentary table where everybody has like Mountain Dew in front of them and stuff. We got red lobster cheddar biscuits. And notice I always pointed out though that no one was drinking those Mountain Dews that were in front of them. Never. No one with a good palate is gonna drink Mountain Dew. And if you go back, I always, I, I would pay more attention to the Mountain Dew than the commentators because I would always be curious if anyone would ever get thirsty enough to even dare. And just like me, they wouldn't. They've never touched those Mountain Dews that were on those tables ever. They, they know better. Eat the payday. They know what time it is. I almost rather eat the payday. <laughs> that cloudy, that, that, that piss cloudy Mountain Dew. <laughs> Mountain Dew, more like morning piss. Sponsored by Omaha Steakhouse. <laughs> right? <laughs> How many more people are we burning bridges with that are not going to ever sponsor us? Mountain Dew, <laughs> Omaha Steaks. Like, wow. Oh, God. He said, next week you're going to see the Popeyes lady with the AW. <laughs> Love that chicken Popeyes. <laughs> and next thing you know, we come out here, the Popeyes lady, the sponsor Oh, my God. All the meat chicken. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so for those who haven't seen it already, the uh, the promo for the TNT AEW, here it is. We broke all of the rules. We have the best performers in the world. Chris Jericho is AEW. You're challenging that next level athlete. All Elite Wrestling, A New League Rises, October 2nd on TNT. Yeah, I think we played the first version of that on here anyway. But, uh, yeah. you know, you got to be in the hype. This only happens once in a lifetime. Like uh, right. like like John Cena and uh, The Rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess 28 just ain't happened. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, that is it for AEW news. The only other thing we really have to worry about is just the random. Well, actually, you know what? I would like to, uh, Brandy showed off the, uh, the women's titles. Let me see if I can find a, a clip of it here. But, uh, who do you think are the best contenders in regards to that title? Cause I haven't really heard too much about the, uh, um, wow. I mean, that roster is all over the place when it comes to the talent they have. They have a lot of good <laughs> Japanese talent there. Yeah. Uh, like any of the Japanese girls. Cause I mean, they, they go absolutely off the walls whenever they've been showcased um, from the time I watched her in Lucha Underground, Eva Lee is definitely a contender. It's so funny to think that isn't Eva Lee. She, she was Sophia Cortez in NXT, right? Yep. Wow. Look at how far back that goes. Yeah. I mean, I mainly say her because anybody who watched Lucha Underground knows she was the first female to ever win a title, which is kind of funny to think about it. If they manage to get Matt Cross, who was a son of Havoc, if they can get a hold of him, they'll have the first ever trios champions all under the same roof. Because Ivelisse won it with uh, Angelico and Son of Havoc or Matt Cross. That'd be cool. Well, here is the title. Randy shows it off. Beautiful, Bill. Yeah, really cool looking. I'm glad that it's not uh, feminized. No, Squire. I think Gail Kim 
She she had her time in the sun. I think she's just gonna enjoy life now. It's not a bad Wait. question though, you know. I know. I think about. It. I don't know how long she's gonna be an impact. Imagine if they got Tessa Blanchard. That's true too. Because if they get her, oh, like, that girl has been. She's probably one of the best parts of Impact. You think so? I, th- I mean, with everything she's been doing, the girl's been on fire. I mean, she's the only knockout to close Slammiversary. Hmm. Yeah, you do have a point there. She's become. I mean, and Gail and with when she um Gail Kim, that was Gail basically handing that division over to her. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah, there's a few people. I mean, another person that we're hearing about as well that uh, has a loose contract status is uh, Tennille Dashwood. Apparently, Tennille Dashwood is working uh, literally day-to-day when it comes to Impact Wrestling. She has a per-night deal. So basically, and that's up until Bound for Glory. People were under the impression that she was under contract, but no, they did that TNA thing that they like to do, and they they just pay them when they show up. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, there's somebody else who, you know, it's definitely a possibility of her becoming part of the uh, the division. Yeah, Allie would be quite the contender as well for that championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I- I've said before, if they can somehow get a hold of Rosemary, that's another one. Like yeah. that, that whole division is nothing but contenders when you think about it. Yeah. Also, uh, Summer Rae believe it or not, is actually back in action. Like she's starting to become more active with, with wrestling. Um, Summer Rae and Tennille Dashwood have both been announced for NHPW October 26th. I'm throwing that up on the screen now. You can see for yourselves. Oh, look at Summer getting back at it. So the two of them back in action. They are calling it the Summer Dash. So, you know, there's, there's, Summer Dash. There are people in rotation and Summer Rae, I think, got shitted on, honestly. Like, yeah. she was one of the people part of that women's evolution. And so and so was Tennille Dashwood. And they pretty much acted like they weren't. They were a huge part of everything in NXT. Exactly. And they just uncanonized T- them. Tennille was in the first match to decide the first NXT Women's Champion. It's funny you that they... never hear that half of it talked about. Yeah, I don't know how they're not horse women. Yeah, they were as much, as much a part of it as the rest of them. Yeah, no, they just wanted to conveniently edit them out. I guess they didn't feel them. Yeah. You know? Which is really, really crappy. Yeah, no bueno. But it's kind of funny you mentioned uh, the horsewomen. Why is that? Because um, 2K has finally unleashed a little bit of news about uh, their new showcase starring the four horsewomen. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah, you could go ahead and get into it. I have to bring it up on the program here. Yeah. But I did uh, hear I mean, that it's pretty much a showcase mode where, where you have all of the um, all of the matches, all of the relevant matches of the horsewomen. Yeah, their biggest one. Um, it's the, the showcase. David Lasley turned out the whole match list. It's going to be 15 matches this year, everywhere from NXT to Evolution to WrestleMania. Like, yeah. It's going to be all over the place. And you get to pretty much be all of them, right? Yeah, and actually what it's looking like um, when it comes to a lot of people were wondering about uh, the attires. I think I've been hearing from this mode alone. Somewhere in the range of 50 different alternate attires. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it looks like I actually have the match list right in front of me. Uh, it's going to kick it off with Charlotte Flair versus Natalia for the NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Up next, uh, the Horsewoman 4-Way, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Becky Lynch take over Rival. 
take over Brooklyn, Bailey and Sasha Banks in war, uh, Night of Champions, Charlotte with uh, the rest of PCV versus Nikki Bella and Team Bella for the women's the Divas title, uh, WrestleMania 32, Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha battling for the women's title, Sasha and Charlotte for Raw, I believe the night Sasha won her first title, Backlash, the six-pack challenge, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Naomi, Talia, and Nikki Bella, the first ever women's hell in a set, Charlotte and Sasha uh, at Elimination Chamber, Becky Lynch one-on-one with James, Bailey and Charlotte Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. Repeat that again. I think you're getting too far from your mic. Oh, I say, um, Bailey and Charlotte Flair on Monday Night Raw. Uh-huh. I believe that was the night of the championship. Um, Sasha Banks and Nia Jax from Fastlane. Yeah, WrestleMania 33 is Bailey, Charlotte, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. 34 of Charlotte Oscar. Yeah, Evolution, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and then WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, triple threat to end things off. Quite a, quite a list of matches. Yeah. And uh, they finally also released the entire full roster, which I don't think we want to go over the entire thing. This is a long-ass roster here, unless you want me to just read the names real quick. Uh, I mean, it, it's uh, you can run through them real quick. All right, I'm going to also try to bring them up on the screen, see if you guys can see them here. Give me a sec. Uh, it's, it's quite the roster this year. Yeah, I mean, every year they're just going to try to have as many people as possible on there. All right. So we got AJ Styles, Alistair Black, Alistair Black Wicked. What the fuck does that mean? That's um, the Alistair Black we're getting the Bump of the Night DLC. That's that supernatural version of them. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to fit fit that into there. It, it's going to be weird. Unbelievable. Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Andre the Giant, Angelo Dawkins, Asuka, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bossman, Big Show, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt the Fiend, Bray Wyatt the Swamp Father. What's that? Yeah, pretty much all the supernatural ones we're going to see are all from that um that horror movie theme, Bumping the Night DLC. That's stupid. Anyway, Bret Hart, Brie Bella, Brock Lesnar, Brutus Beefcake, Brody, Buddy Murphy, Carmella, Charlotte, China. Yeah, they're going to make money off of her, huh? Dana Brooke, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Drew McIntyre, Dusty Rhodes, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Finn Balor, Finn Balor, Demon King, <sighs> Frankenstroman. Can we disable these monster versions of people? I don't want that shit in my game. I mean, yeah, you don't have to put them in the universe. Good. I want to just delete them off the whole thing, though. Like, that's so stupid. Anyway, uh, Hogan, Cena, Gargano, Kane, Kevin Owens, King Booker, Kurt Angle, Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, Survivor? Let me guess. From the fucking... <sighs> Mankind, Mickey James, Montez Ford, mystery character one and two. So we don't know who those are going to be yet. Uh Naomi. Natalia, Nia Jax, Nikki Bella, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross Twisted, Paige, Papa Shango. Is that another one of those crazy horror? No, I know who Papa Shango is. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul Heyman, Randy Orton, Randy Orton, Apex Predator. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, what, what would be the difference? He's got like snakeskin or some shit. Why are they doing this? I, I don't know. Randy Savage, Rey Mysterio, Ric Flair, Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, Roddy Roddy Piper, Rusev, Samoa Joe, Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Shawn Michaels, Sheamus, Sheamus fed up. He's like Ghostbuster Sheamus. Steve Austin, 
Sting, The Miz, The Rock Retro, Triple H, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker, Velveteen Dream, and Xavier Woods. Yeah, it's a ooh, quite the roster so far. It, um, so far, WWE's released three entrances: uh, Joe, Buddy Murphy, and Kevin Owens. Do you, in your opinion, do you find the entrances to look better than uh than what they were given initially? Uh, yeah, I definitely think they're looking better. Uh, the models look a lot more updated. Uh, I know Kevin Owens has, I believe, his fight anyone shirt. The full beard, uh, the textures look better. Joe has a longer hair this time. This is uh, Buddy Murphy's first game in, I believe, three years. So his model's looking, looking pretty good. Yeah, and that's another and thing in October. Of, you know, you got, yeah. got AEW, a whole bunch of stuff in October, plus the new game coming out. And then one of the coolest details, um, not only do we have Greg Hamilton making his 2K debut, when the common when um the announcer announces uh the match is scheduled for one fall, the crowd does the one fall. Wow. So they even throw that detail into it. Hmm. That's so interesting. They're, they're they're definitely giving a little attention to detail this time. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I'm even though Vince doesn't like it. I mean. Yeah. No, I I don't know why he doesn't uh like why is he not into it? Uh, I don't know. Probably because he didn't come up with it. <laughs> Maybe if Vince came up with it, he'd be okay. Um, Squires, I haven't heard anything about any new matches. Are there any matches that they're missing that they should have on there? Not that I could think of. I think mm. there hasn't really been much new that's shown up that they wouldn't have in there, I don't think. Hmm. Yeah, well, they are doing a good job, though. You know. Oh, yeah. At least from what we're hearing about the features. So, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, game's looking promising. Mm-hmm. So, this next story is kind of sad. Not terrible. Don't worry. Nobody's dead. And everybody's holding their breath, expecting <laughs> somebody's dead. Yeah, like nobody's dead. But um, you guys remember good old ODB Impact Wrestling ODB? Yeah. Um, about this one. Yeah, I, I heard about. I saw it. It's pretty pretty crappy. Oh, dude, I, I followed on Instagram the second I saw it. I woke up to it. I was so sad for her. Yeah. So she's a wrestler, but that's like her part time gig. Her full time gig, she, she, uh, she does food stuff. She has a food truck. Yep. Apparently her food truck burned to the damn ground. Yep. She woke up to it on fire. She woke up to the damn thing on fire. There's the picture of her and the, and the, and the food truck. Mm, she, yeah. anybody who follows her on social media, she loved that food truck. If you haven't followed her, it's probably like, what the hell? Who cares? But I mean, like that, that's the end of an era, man. That food truck was iconic. You know, yeah. that was a big Wrestlers part of her. used to come see her just to go see their food truck. That was a big part of her, her thing. That was a big part of her income, her living, everything, her livelihood. You know, for years, years and years, it was known that she would think, take this thing around. You know, so, uh, yeah, when yeah, I saw that, I was like, tell by, You could tell by the pictures, it was more than just income for her. This was like literally something she put her heart, soul, and everything into it. So I couldn't imagine waking up and realizing something that was basically a part of you was just burning to the ground. Yeah, that is crazy. She said, woke up to my food truck on fire, still in shock. Nobody was hurt. I'm staying positive and it will be, it will be one hell of a meet and greet coming soon. Yeah. Hey, she's keeping her head up. Yeah. That is crazy. All kinds of wrestlers. Reached out to her fire is terrifying too. Cause that shows how fast that shit is that she woke up to it already gone. It wasn't like it was burning and she was trying, like it was already gone. Like the shit went up like a match. Yeah. Fire and electricity are terrifying when you mix them together, man. It's exactly. like almost, it's almost its own demon. Look at that thing. That you know thing I mean? is shocking. That is sad. 
Yeah. Well, like that just kind of tells you the kind of person she is when she's still like, all right, well, let's knock out this meet and greet anyway. Yeah, I know, right? Good for her, man. Good for her. Oh, yeah. All right, let's yeah. see what else. I'll just pick stories out of the air here, unless you have something specific, because I have plenty here. You can um, pick them like Daisy. Yeah, literally, right? Just grab them, just draw them like straws. Oh, yeah. One of the things that we, that, that's been going around, according to Dave Meltzer, he was saying that, uh, WWE is not hiring writers. Uh, he, he's quoted as saying, legitimately, they are not hiring writers and we are going to see a live two hour show with no writers, just wrestlers coming up with storylines and going out there and having to cut promos and, you know, knowing their bullet points. And if they want to memorize their promos, they can. If they don't want to, they don't have to, but there's not going to be any word for word stuff. And, uh, sure about he said that there's several, like, like several promos last week weren't scripted. So, yeah, I've been hearing they've been just letting them go a lot more. Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Rey Mysterio just said whatever they want. So you know what? That's funny because that was Bailey's first good promo. Look at that. I've, I've been, dude. How long have I been saying to fire all the fucking writers and not worry to just throw them op- open the door and just throw them all out? <laughs> right. You know, clean the room like Matt Damon did in Dogma. You know, like literally, how long have I been saying that shit? You know, and it's funny because remember last week I was saying even before I realized she was turning heel that I had to notate that uh, Bailey's promo was notably good. It was like she just felt so comfortable. And that's what it was. Nobody was writing herself. She just told her to go out there and say what she wanted to say. That's what it's like. She genuinely she was being sincere. It's kind of funny to realize it wasn't that Bailey had bad promo skills. It's just their writing sucks. Exactly. So. Yeah, so those are the three people, and I guess we're going to start seeing more of that. We're going to see people just allowing to do more of what they want. I ain't mad at that. But on the other hand, Melser also reported that now that NXT is two hours, they're going to be bringing in more writers, and things are going to be heavily scripted for NXT from now on. Oh, fuck's sakes. Why we can't have nice things? So basically, I guess those writers found the new job. They went home, and they looked in the ads, and they was like, wait a minute, NXT's hiring. Right, fucking Omaha Steakhouse. <laughs> so now NXT is going to be the heavily scripted show, which is funny because they're going up against AEW, who's not going to be scripted. Oh, let's see how it works out. You know, like, come on, guys, be smarter about this shit. You know, just, 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 just throw the writers off the bridge. It's like they don't know if they should wipe their ass or eat Cheetos with it. Oh, my you know? God. <laughs> it's like it's, it just seems like they, they just what? changed. <laughs> <laughs> you just put those two together like that. You see, because that's how that's what what it feels like. That's what their their whole weird visual. That's what their whole gimmick feels like to me, man. Ash of Cheetos. Incredible. So, according to the rap, Michael Michael Hayes walked in on one of the new writers, Stevie Long, and he was sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder how they caught him. Like, was he like sleeping like upright, like just that the guy's tired, or was he comfortable, like with a hat over his face, his legs crossed over like the leg of the chair, you know? scratching his side and shit how sleepy was this guy right you know like what was his problem was he was he watching the uh, the raw archives was he ended the blair which game sleepy like oh man apparently eric bischoff has not commented on the story because that's somebody who he hired this is a guy who used to write sons of anarchy uh, you know maybe don't... sons of sleepy yeah well maybe get people i mean i know it wasn't a terrible show but i mean is that the best we can do for a writer a sons of anarchy guy could have been worse could it be end of the badlands guy that's that's actually more modern, at least. <laughs> but what we're hearing in regards to Eric Bischoff, according to Dave Meltzer, is that uh, right now it's become a joke backstage about the fact that uh, Eric Bischoff doesn't really know who any of the young guys are. He's not familiar with any of these people. 
you know, he just, I guess he didn't do his research. He wasn't like he was watching the product. Exactly. So, I don't know. I can't blame him. What did they think? That he was going to come in and just fix everything? Exactly. Like, you can't go by just name. Like, you have to make sure they actually know what they're doing. Yeah. That's a great idea. You know, they're going to be like, know what you're doing. Hmm. Why did I not think of that before? That's a lot of their problem. They don't think past the name when it comes to certain stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to bring this guy in because he's a name. Like, what's that going to do for everybody else? I don't know what you're talking about. And speaking of names that they're going to bring in, now we have joining us Phantasma is in the Performance Center. That's Sam? legit the first time I've seen him without his mask. Yeah, he's the one to the left. I forget who to do to the right is. Oh, he's Edgar Lopez, who is from football. Football! But we got the left guy. We know Phantasma now, so there he is. They all make them wear that shirt, huh? Right. You'll own me. That's free. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, apparently, the WWE draft is going to be happening, and I told you guys almost a year ago here they were being reported that he wants to do it like the NFL draft because he apparently Vince saw that draft and he liked the way it looks. And now that's the way this draft's going to be, and apparently that's going to be going forward. This is going to be happening October 11th and 14th, because let's not forget, the 11th is Monday, the 14th is a Friday. They now have a whole bulk of week. If you guys have ever been around before when SmackDown was on Fridays, what they'll usually do is they'll start the draft on Raw, and then throughout the rest of the week, they'll pepper in drafting just on the social media up until Friday, where they'll finish off the other half on SmackDown. So now you got a draft week, and not only that, but we're hearing that the draft might actually even extend through NXT. Yeah, so NXT might be in the mix this year. We're hearing that it might start October 9th if they include NXT. So it'll be even earlier than that. So interesting stuff, man. Look at how yeah, much everybody's I mean, getting ready to, to completely change their worlds. I mean, I've been yeah. saying before, they need to start including NXT into some of this stuff, like... Treat it like what it is, not developmental. It's brand number three. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that. hell, if we're, if we're going to keep up this whole Survivor Series thing, I want to see three ways. I want to see NXT in the mist. Yeah, I'd like to see that, too. It but I, great it be but I'm, hearing that not, I'm hearing they're not giving up that philosophy, though, of having people called up. You know what I mean? NXT is still going to be treated that way in that sense. It's not going to be treated like officially the third brand. We'll have to see, though. Because they have to treat it like the third brand if they're planning on going up against AEW. Otherwise, they'll gladly become the third brand. (laughs) Pretty much. You know, so they need to really think about that. We're not thinking about this as the third brand because guess what? You're putting them up against something that is being thought of as a brand. They're not going to be treating that shit like NXT. They're going to be treating it like Raw when they go up against it. Yeah, they're coming in full speed ahead. Yeah, so don't be foolish about this, you know. It's it's weird because again I I get the impression that they're looking at a AEW as an NXT when they should be looking at it as as more you know oh, yeah yeah I agree with you Squires I don't want to see it turn into anything weird either we'll have to exactly see. we will have to see so uh, apparently there's some sort of stuff happening with Matt Riddle people don't like him wow I don't I couldn't imagine people not liking him you know he has such a great personality. You know, I do not like Matt Riddle, man. I've tried. I've wrestled with it, pun intended, for a while. There's no way I'm going to like that guy. I don't care if he wrestled like Grappler Baki and shot Energy Blast like Yusuke (laughs) Yurameshi. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care. Like, his personality, 
bothers me. And I, I didn't want to be one of those people where it's like, I, I go against the majority on a guy that's over and I get heat for it. But you know, man, I try to be open about it. The guy fucking bothers me. Not just, not just sometimes, but like every time I see him or hear him, you know, I'm never going to be a fan. So I'm comfortably saying that I'm not a fucking fan of the dude. That being said, he's having heat in the locker room or something. So, uh, I guess no one wanted to, to drive him or something. Yeah, I guess nobody wanted to give him a ride. To, no one wanted to give him a ride to work? Oh, some kind of shit like that. It's kind of funny you mentioned that because, like, yeah. as of late, uh-huh. like, as of late, I've become, just because it seems like he's just chasing heat now. It's quite like, the absolute definition of a dude. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I just, I've tried because so many people were over. I was like, you know what? No matter who the wrestler is, I always try to look beyond that stuff and see the positive. I did that with Corbin, and I I, I wound up really liking him. Corbin's one of my favorite current guys, even though everyone's low on him. The guy's incredibly big and athletic, and he's able to play a great heel. I've said that from the beginning. Now, slowly, people are jumping on the bandwagon that I've been on when I was the only one. This guy, I just don't see any of that. He's talented, like, athletically, but it's almost like he was designed to be a douchebag. Like he's, he has the face expression, mannerism, demeanor and voice of one, you know? But anyway, so this was his response to the fact that they wouldn't drive his ass to work. This message is for all the pieces of trash and hags and, uh, whatever other word you want to call them that couldn't give me a ride today because their cars were too full with so much talent. I hate you all. You're garbage. I like the way he says talent, like basically implying. And that's another thing. I don't like that attitude where he kind of seems better than everybody else. I mean, they should keep around because he is physically talented and he would make a great heel. It's just funny to me that so many people aren't perceiving him as a heel. People enjoy this guy. Why? I don't fucking enjoy him. Yeah, like, see, that that's what I'm talking about. Like, don't try to be an asshole just to chase heat and attention. That's where I'm starting to become less of a fan of fucking Matt Riddle. Like... The Goldberg thing, okay, I understand that. We all know he sucks. But after that, it was like, why are you just trying to take shots at everybody? Like, yeah, exactly. dude, calm it down. Like, freaking, I mean, they announced that, um, I think the first NXT on TV, him and Killian, they were going to be in a street fight. I'm going to get to the point where I'm like, just let Killian freaking run him over. Like, But he got an interesting reply. You know what? I'm starting to like replies on Twitter more than the actual tweets. Oh, dude, it's like YouTube comments. Yeah, because I guess someone that's part of the NXT locker room decided to uh, read this and reply. And that person was Tommaso Ciampa. And he kept it short and to the point. He said, the boys shall police themselves, a.k.a. go fuck yourself. I see. You pissed off Ciampa, son. That was it. You know, I like that way better. And it was no video, no nothing. Just go fuck yourself. Right. Comfortably. He gave you a comfortable go fuck yourself. (laughs) <laughs> like he he gave you a go fuck yourself like he's sure that you should go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah. and then and then of course riddle has to reply and he says he said the f word so this must be real see come on man yeah like i said it's hard to like that dude man and people see that shit he's lucky he's as skilled as he is but he has to realize that even here it's not going to take him very far if he's like that you know oh god yeah tell me about it man tell me about it you know it's bad when I, I stuck up for this kid for I don't know how long. Like, Riddle, I'm pretty sure you're on your own, dude. And all I'm saying is you make a video about me, I will rip you seven new assholes. Don't try it, bud. Oh, please make a video about me. 
we'll do another Rick's rant. I'll fucking we'll, <laughs> those are always fun. Pissed off Rick is funny. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even worried about that. All right, well, in other news, Rick Flair has heat with with everybody, everybody. huh? Just with everybody. <laughs> just like fuck it. I just I'm just making enemies. I heel turn, full Rick Flair heel turn. What is he doing, man? Come on. Rick, what are you doing? You're an old man. You're too old for heat. How the hell is this happening? Is that another one? You're too old for heat? There you go. Put it down. Look, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to begin. Like, oh, my Too old God. for heat. So uh, I'm reading this for the first time. I didn't even realize that this was where this is going. I'm reading, ring- <laughs> I'm reading ringside here. Feminists had an issue with Becky Lynch's new persona. Of I didn't even know do. that part about it. Because nobody, they're not important enough for anybody to know what they're pissed off about this week. Man. There's no way we could arrange for these freaking feminists to get some dicks so we could get this, like, you know, cure them. They probably wonder why it had to be dick. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but why did it have to be dick? Exactly. <laughs> you please them. I just drive them all off a bridge and be happy. Like, yeah, really? you can have, have a problem with everything. God, isn't that their lot in life? You just pissed off about everything? They're the Karens of the world. I swear, they put more effort into being pissed off about everything than to finding a thin one of them. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get over. We turn full heel. <laughs> yep, we're getting heat again. Let's not forget, guys. Let's, let's not forget, guys. It's satire. Disclaimer. This is sat- satirical. <laughs> not this time. It's nothing <laughs> but bring it's, the heat, bitch. It's nothing but love. <laughs> Why does it have to be love from a man? Right? Why does it have to be love? You do because I'm a woman? <laughs> it couldn't just be fondness. <laughs> you know what the sad part is? This bit can go for days if we let it. Not hours, days. Oh, boy. Oh, game night's going to be fun tomorrow. <laughs> this isn't even about Ric Flair anymore. <laughs> but anyway, Ric Flair decided to try to copyright the man. Because I Becky Lynch was using it. I think Taylor Swift used it in a song or something. And yeah. so basically, um, TMZ saying that Ric Flair tried to be cool about it with WWE and they had an agreement. He wanted there to be an agreement where they would pay for Becky Lynch to use the, the man, but the checks never came. Yeah. And, uh, he was trying to work out a deal, a private agreement, but they blew him off. He got pissed. He tried to have his lawyers talk to their lawyers and their lawyers blew him off too. So then he filed for the copyright claim. He said he first he escalated the situation to a WWE executive, Triple H, but they couldn't figure something out. It's kind of funny. Him and Triple H are so close. This is mentor and a guy didn't help him out at all. But, he knows uh, it's going to make sense. But according to Brad Shepard, um, he said that uh, people in WWE are saying that they're trying to work out a deal with Ric Flair over the man and that there's no hard feelings yet, but that there are people that believe it could get nasty because uh, they view Flair as very stubborn. And uh, another source told him that uh, that they're not surprised by this because um, despite how good WWE's been to Ric Flair, he's known to just turn on people in a heartbeat over a few bucks and then play the victim. And that him and Charlotte now have heat with one another. I'm assuming over the fact that he is causing legalities, legality issues in her place of work. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Like, like isn't you- that to make sense of like... All these years, and now you want to try to get a trademark, dude? Yeah, you know, it's it's more like he saw a money opportunity. Like you're not 
gonna need to use it and the company has your back you have a legend contract and uh don't shit where you sleep don't shit where your kids sleep exactly you're screwing up your kids future right now you know how they are when it comes to being petty like bailey says think about your children (laughs) you know think about the kids (laughs) that was one of her best things think about the children hello children side note i just love how she's like the delusional heel like that's she thinks best. she's in the right. That's the best kind of heels. I can't. I can't tell. Which I guess is good to keep it that way for now till they figure it out. I can't tell if it's that she's delusional or if she's a bitch. You know, I got the impression more that she was a bitch. We'll talk about SmackDown, but I, at that promo to me, it sounded like she was trolling. Yeah. You know, I'm doing this for your kids. <laughs> your kids need me. Your kids don't need Fortnite. They need Bailey, bitch. It's about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> We need to play that shit every time Bailey comes out. Hello, children. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ric Flair. And then after that, according to TMZ, uh, Ric Flair then signed the deal with Adidas. And he's quoted as saying, ready for the good news? Adidas thinks I'm the man. I signed the deal with them and we're fixing to make Nike the second brand. It's not going to be Air Jordan anymore. It's going to be Air Flair. And I can't jump. It's going to be Adidas. Woo. So now he has heat with Nike. What the fuck? Because he just called them out. He just... <laughs> He just teamed up with Adidas to call them out. And yeah, I, I guess, how, I guess he, he, uh, yeah, he with Jordan too, because he basically said no more Air Jordan, Air Flair. I, I love how like that was his tagline and I can't jump. Like that didn't help you case, bro. You know, you're going to find Ric Flair face down in a pool like fucking Tony Montana because of the only people you <laughs> fucked over. You know, like you, you made too many, you made too many mistakes, man. You made too many mistakes. Oh my gosh, wait, so in that, that's the case. Who's going to be the Gina? Yeah, right. That's what I want to know. Oh God! I don't. Oh, I actually don't want to know. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> That's my favorite scene. That movie, just for that one moment, like, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Wild stuff there. I just love it. Like, like, why heat with Nike? Like, did you catch Becky wearing some Nikes? Like, what? I mean, wearing some Jordans? Like, what happened? I don't know. It, it seems like he just wants a lot of money. And I mean, yeah. I, I, I love Ric Flair and everything. And I, and I want to see him stick around for many, many, many years. But that being said, how much money would you need at that age? You know what I mean? Right. Like he should have enough to last him his entire life unless he really surprises us. You know, like, shouldn't he have enough money for his whole life? That dude should have like that dude's money should have money. Like Flair, you can't drink that much. Maybe it's not how much he drinks. Maybe it's what he drinks. Maybe he's one of those guys that when he drinks, it has to be the Grey Goose each time. Right. Or whatever the hell the top thing is. You know, he has to have a little bit of the bubbly. Okay. God damn it. We got back to it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just find it funny that like, you know, this is these. it's like, and when he talks about WWE, he talks about them like their family and loyalty and all this other shit, you know? So it's kind of like, why, then why the hell do you keep doing this? Your daughter's in a great spot with this company. She's featured more than anybody. They practically are, they, they treat her like she's the, the heir to the kingdom. She's the only women's champion in the history of this company that's in double digits. Isn't that worth more than the copyright? Like if this is, like, cause I don't know if we were to say, Hey, you're old, you won't need all that money in the afterlife. He could always say, Oh, this is something about, you know, securing his children's future, but isn't, keeping no heat on the company she works for even further securing her future right must be awkward as hell it must be worse than when cm punk left and aj lee was still there jesus 
you know? And then, God forbid, he wins that copyright and becomes the man. Then what the hell happens to Becky Lynch in the storyline? Then what are you going to do? Then he just screws the whole thing up. And then I'm going to have heat with him. I guess the I guess what would happen is well they wouldn't let it go they would have to do the thing they hate they would they would have to pay him yeah. they'd, have, they'd have to pay him to use the man if it went that way to be the man woo you got to sue the man <laughs> all right well in other news Ronda Rousey's hand has gotten stitched and I figured you would love to eat and watch that at the same time I, mean, link hey, I got snacks so. my finger thanks to science. Stitches are coming out. Unfortunately, fingers heal very fast, and you are a fast healer in general. So, um, yes. And then it's going to be three to six months at least before I say, yep, this is how your scar is going to look. Okay. I don't really care what the look of it is. I care about the function of it. Yep. How did that nerve look? So, on the side, we'll we'll assess your sensation here in a second, but... um, it was the left hand. It was this side, the owner side, that was kind of crushed. Yeah. But it was intact. It wasn't cut. Um, but the nerves can be a little angry for a little while, for sure. I like, I like how it's not showing. It's showing her face more than anything. And the right. is still for the full six weeks. Full six weeks. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I pulled on the stitcher. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really to protect that tendon. Takes full six weeks for that tendon to be as healed as I would like it. Same with the bone, but that that plate and screws in there are pretty stout. Um, So it takes a lot to to mess up that plate. (laughs) That face was great. That's fucking annoying, Rhonda. <laughs> Anybody tell you that shit is annoying? What is this? Get out of here. <laughs> the hell? Oh, God. <laughs> She's really into this farm thing, huh? Yeah, she loves her animals. Probably loves still having her finger attached. A good th- having a finger attached is a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, as you can see here, she's been moved to the alumni section of WWE. That That's not where you put people who are going to be coming back. Uh, but then again, after the Kevin Owens thing, I don't trust him with that anymore. Yeah, but this wasn't really an angle. She's just suddenly in the alumni section. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, well, in other news, there's going to be a StarCast 4, even though we just reported last week that Conrad told us that the StarCraft, the, the StarCast, I want to say StarCraft, you know, the StarCraft, <laughs> that there's going to be a, a, a StarCast 3 was going to be the last one. Apparently not. Nice job, Conrad. On a roll, Pippin. It's in Baltimore, November seventh through tenth. You excited? I mean, eh. <laughs> That'll be <laughs> the, the title of the episode. I mean, eh. <laughs> this is an overall review of everything. Eh, eh. All right, but here's the official advertisement. We'll link you if you're still on iTunes.
see you in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Hey, do I have to come from LA? I'm not in SCU. Are you going to move back to LA? Surely move back to LA. You got a sweet house out there. Uh, yeah. Surely move back to LA. You know what? Yeah, we'll 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 SCU in Baltimore. News Ric Flair is now suing SCU and Cody. They put up four fingers. That is copyright infringement. Mint, 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 mint. That's the worst kind of mint. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, freaking Starcast, man. I have yeah, a feeling that that's just going to become like a regular thing forever. Right. You're going to be here next year. Starcast 45. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we should probably, because I still want to do it while there's still some people around, we should probably get the polls into the chat room. But first, we should uh, we have to discuss some Raw. That doesn't mean we're going to end the night right afterwards. If there's still time, we'll talk about all this stuff. But I'd rather get the weekly stuff out of the way so that we can then uh, do the other stuff, you know. Pretty much. But uh, also SmackDown. Let's not forget about doing SmackDown as well. Sure. Okay, so... Things that I remember about SmackDown, basically, we already started to talk about a little bit, was the uh, the Bailey heel promo, where she comes in, she does the whole, think about the children, she was saying how she's confused, everyone knows that Sasha's her friend, and that, uh, you know, that they're the two of them together, she was going to defend her friend, she's teaching the children how to be loyal, she's teaching your kids, and she was getting so much heat for doing this, and then Charlotte came out, and at this point, the fans didn't know whether they should pop or boo because they're used to booing Charlotte and cheering Bailey, but Bailey's being a bitch. Charlotte came on, she was also being a bitch. And then Sasha comes on, she was being a bitch. And before any of them get to do anything, Charlotte pulls the trigger and swing, swings on Bailey first. It was and, a triple uh, bitch standoff. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they basically beat the hell out of her, breaks out to a fight, and they wind up taking her out and leaving her laid out, which I guess by makes her... We're talking regular classic booking that makes Charlotte babyface by default. She's fighting worse heels, yeah, but I she do like beating the babyface. But I do like how in the women's division they seem to be treating it the way wrestling should be treated. It doesn't seem like anybody's anything. Yeah, you know? it's just whatever the situation calls for. It's like there's three. What people don't realize is that in this new era, there's three things you can be now: heel, babyface, or female. And I think that's what it really is. They're just female. <laughs> they don't have to be either way heel or face it doesn't matter like one hated the other one for a few minutes and then those two hated that one and that's just the fucking way that it was it's not like charlotte became nicer or bailey became meaner they just hate each other yeah, they're they exactly the same i think that these are perfect portrayals of female they must be using females to write this shit when it comes to the women booking stuff like that because no one quote-unquote turns with the women they don't turn face yeah. or heel they turn on each other exactly they don't seem to give a fuck what the crowd thinks either way, as long as they get the person who they're after. Charlotte's promos never really change. Yeah, so I, I do like that. I really do like that. Um, I love how, like, when they did that beating, though, it would be one hits a chair shot, and then they hand off the chair. And, like, they hop the table with the chair. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, they need to start concertoing people. Ask Edge and Christian. Oh you know, start you know con- hitting people with that concerto. You want to get real heat? Hit the man <laughs> with a concerto. You know, Edge and Christian using a there. nuclear heat for concerto people. You know, or do the singular concerto that they do, where you lay them down the chair under their head and then just pancake them. You know, they probably don't. I mean, you know what it is. Even though there's a good way to do that angle and do that spot safely, I don't know if WWE is cool with the concerto anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? I think I I really feel just based on just wrestling logic that it's safe. Maybe that's just the fan of me saying that, but I think like maybe not necessarily the one where two people concerto you in the middle of the ring, but the one where like the person's chair head is on the chair on the floor. Yeah. You hit him with the other one. You could get away with that. Like you're not technically, you know, bumping them bad enough that they were concuss. You can like you you can angle the chair. So that just the chair hits the other chair and it doesn't even touch their head. Yeah, I used I, to see the way Edge would angle some of those concertos. Yeah, I just think that they're uh, not cool with it because otherwise I'd be perfect, man. Could you could you imagine the heat of that? Of, of that if that's the way those two got laid out, like each and one the of funny them took thing one is, of those. Like the way Charlotte selling is because Charlotte, I've, I've said it before, Charlotte selling scares me. Charlotte's everything is great. Char- <laughs> the character Charlotte is is, is fantastic. She is absolutely amazing. She she is her father's daughter, but it's the suing completely. Like she takes me, like she completely takes me into the fiction of the world that they're portraying when she's doing yeah. the Charlotte stuff. The way that she sells, the way she delivers her promos and shit, her body language in the ring, and her nasty confidence and shit. Like I one hundred percent don't underneath that see somebody trying to act, which is incredible because she is. But that's the cool part. Like, I believe in that character. And that's that's sort of like, again, going back to movies and stuff, that's no different than when you're watching uh, The Avengers and shit, you know, and you see Robert Downey Jr., you you actually see Tony Stark. You're not thinking about him being Robert Downey Jr. because he's so good at an actor. He's such a great actor that he completely immerses you in his role. And the other exactly. characters, thank, thank God for the great casting that we have. The other characters, literally, you don't ever see anyone as anything but what they are. Charlotte's able to do that. Like, I always see Charlotte as Charlotte because she's so fucking good at it. You don't see Ashley anymore. You see Charlotte. Yeah, and it's, she does an excellent job. Does an excellent job. I've never seen her mess that up. There's no one more talented at just getting into their role the way that Charlotte does. The only time you see her slip is when the Iconics make her laugh. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah but, but the iconics make everybody laugh you know like they really do <laughs> yeah so we'll have to see so other things that happen elias goes over ali so much for his push i guess i guess it's done now they just said no oh, more yeah I, I just hope this is anywhere i think it is and in typical king of the ring tradition elias is gonna win and then just never win again yeah it's weird really weird Fire and Desire go over Bliss and Cross. Please explain to me what the hell's going on here. And then ironically, the 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 pin goes to uh Mandy over over fucking Bliss, right? I, I guess that's was to get them the title shot. Okay, that's the only thing I can think of. It's weird how to get a title shot, you got to beat the champion. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, you beat the champion. You should fight the champion. Like, okay, sure. Because we don't have a big enough roster to have number one contenders and some sort of like a ranking system. Let's be real. You trust them keeping track of a ranking system? Yeah, TNA did it. It was called the fucking Bound for Glory series. Yeah. TNA didn't have a room full of 45 and a half rays, though. You know, New Japan does it. They do it in the G1 Climax. They do it in the tournament with the Super Juniors. They do it almost all year long. These people can't even just keep, 
Yeah. Even Lucha Underground did it. Yeah. And you know what else does it? Every sport. <laughs> you know, like we, we, it's just weird for these decisions to be made that way. Like, hey, you know, if you could beat me, then I'll let you face me. <laughs> like, okay, whatever. So Orton winds up baiting Kofi out with his, uh, with his taunts about him and stuff. And Kofi comes out and this ultimately leads to, uh, the revival and Orton beating him up. He gives him, they used to be called the Orton stomps. Anyone who plays the game knows when you go to equip your stuff that the stomps, when you, when you go around an opponent and you stomp them once, then go around them in a circle. Like you'll start it like their side stomp them, stomp their shoulder, stomp that. You kind of go around and give them singular stomps. In the games, when you equip that, those are called the Orton stomps. Like that's actually his stomps. But I think he should call them the stupid stomps now because he did the Orton stomps that he always does. But with each one, he went stupid stomp, stupid stomp. He's going all around for coffee. <laughs> stupid stomp, stupid. And then they, they finish it off with the, with the super RKO. Was it the Garvin stomp first? You're right. You're right. You're probably, I, I believe Squires is right. So it was the Garvin right, stomp. Yeah. And then it became the Orton stomp. So he inherited it. Yeah. Cause he used to go to each, each ankle. Then the wrist, and then the face. Yeah, very heel, very heelish, because it, it looks like worse than most stomps because of that, because each one's like yeah. deliberate. Like it looks like he's really incapacitating you in every way. But yeah, so you, he he hits those. They're the stupid stomps now. Yeah, you can literally see him aim and then fire on every stomp. Yeah, but yeah, now it's called the Orton stomp. There's some irony in that. Education for you there. Yeah. And uh, Chad Gable went over Andrade. Um. Alistair went over Shelton in what I'd like to call a commercial break match because there was no match when they went to commercial. When they came back, these two were already wrestling and the match was ending. So whatever happened that led to this match happened off camera and whenever the match started happened during commercial. So we just got the end of whatever the yeah. fuck that was. No, Alistair <laughs> wanted somebody to fight him and Shelton Benjamin wasn't staring at a wall this week. So Right, but the whole thing is Alistair wants somebody to fight him. And, you know, since this is an entertainment show, you're supposed to do the reveal. Like, boom, here comes that guy. Who's it going to be? There he is. That's who decided to fight him. Not Alistair decided he wanted to fight him. Then the show goes on. Then later on, there's a commercial. When we come back, it's just the the end of this match going on with Alistair in it. It's kind of like, so yeah, obviously we're smart enough to say, oh, that must be the guy who Alistair wound up fighting. But there's a big piece missing of him deciding the conversation, maybe a promo, him coming to the ring, intros the beginning of the match you know what i mean like what the like, the like we, we we got to we got alistair's entrance commercial match over yeah you know that's weird i mean i did like did like to finish that like he countered uh benjamin's spinning wheel kick into the black mask yeah that was cool and by the way i don't know what they did with uh with with elias's music that new song sucks i barely you know what the funny thing is the only reason i remember his old song is because it was in the game because he didn't, because in the games, he doesn't just do a lot. They ruined him. Like, why did they do that? Like, he, it, at this point, like, any relevancy he had died for me months ago. So I'm just like, the music is now just the icing on the cheek. It's the steak sauce on the Omaha steaks. It's the steak sauce. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's just, it's just when I heard, I was like, yo, he was here, one of the best entrances for what he was doing. And they took it away, you know? I want to see if I could find his, uh, do you think his new one's on here? Probably not, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, it's been like, what, two weeks? Has it been two Maybe. weeks? I don't even think most people notice because you're right. A lot of the time he's already in the ring, so you hardly would get to hear it. Like I said, the only reason I know what his 
no longer news it was, which is because it was in the game. Yeah, I'll look for it here. I don't have it in front of me. But I would love it's to just, do a comparison of his uh his musics. Yeah, it's it's just weird. Like he fell so far. The dude was one of the people we were sitting there thinking it might be Intercontinental Champion and now he's the least relevant twenty four seven champion on like that shit. That's a fall and a half or I don't know what happened. They just sort of got cold feet with the guy? I did just got bored. That's really what it feels like. Okay, I got his old one. I'm gonna find his I wanna find the new one first. Oh god, dude. God awful new it, it it sounds like the shittiest of the default themes in the game. Those ones just have like random names. The thing is when you do a theme for a wrestler, you want it to be something that the moment people hear it, no matter how many songs they've ever heard in their life, they know for certain whose music this is. It just shouldn't sound like music. Right? Like I he I've heard I've seen his answer, what, three times? I didn't know who it was, not any time. Like friends that? are champions. You don't turn your back on your friends, Saxton. Ali set for this quarterfinals matchup here, the King of the Ring tournament. That is what it is all about, the throne, the scepter, the crown, and the robe. And look at this, the boxing. It's so. Damn it. Damn it. And this is the old one. Sounds like somebody explained to me what the fuck happened. Oh my god, how do we go from that to denent? Denent, (laughs) that's what happens when you let Nicholas pick out people's music. Oh, like Like they just go around breaking shit, you know? See what I mean? Like, so we're gonna get stuck with that in 2K20? All right, I'll I'll skip Elias's entrance every time. (laughs) Squire said that was default song three on create an entrance, probably was. Like, why did they take it? Like, that other song, I've never heard, like, the way it sounds like, that whole thing. Like, you never yeah. really hear shit like that. It's so unique. Like that, no one has that. For some reason, when he came up, they just cut the beginning out of it. So, like, whenever he would win, we get what we got near the end of that drop. Yeah. But it's like, that that second, like his original music sounds like you'd hear that and know Elias is coming. I hear his new stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute, are they doing, like, NXT and giving the job for his music? And this goes back to something we've said on here for years, man. Whenever you start seeing them taking shit away from somebody, it's when you have to be worried. Let's not forget about Sandow. They took the robe. They took the spotlight. They took the summer, the cartwheel. And then before you know it, the dude was... He screwed. wasn't even Sandow anymore. They, they took his promos. Like, slowly, they just fucking strip you until there's nothing left. It seems like every year they cut another part of Finn Balor's music out. It's weird how... It's weird to watch, like, people make mistakes that are clearly going in the direction they're going in and they do it anyway because how many times on here did you hear me say that they're doing the elias shit a little too much where it's like we come back from commercial there he is we're going to commercial there he goes we come back there he is again the lights come out, screen, he back again. He you know then he's backstage and i was like you guys like are ruining this and then they burnt themselves out on it and then they punished the guy 
That's what they do. Whenever something goes wrong, it's clearly their fault. They punish you like it's yours. <laughs> he said he's going to have a Guitar Hero guitar in a few oh, more weeks. God. <laughs> Jesus. His Andrew's music is just going to be the freaking video game screen. Yeah, it's just like... It's weird though because any any person with just basic taste would know what song you should give him. Yeah, uh, it's just strange to wind up with the other one. It's almost shocking, but that's what they did. So anyway, Elias Elias uh, was unfortunately screwed over in this situation. We get a commercial break match. We get a uh, there was a bunch of stuff with the twenty four seven title where Bo Dallas somehow actually wound up winning it. So Willie V two got a pop for that. But but the thing is, I think he was actually away. Like, he stepped away. That's great. Willie V2, this closure, <laughs> one of our listeners, he's a huge fan of Bo Dallas. Will, the, the, Bo Dallas wins the 24-7 title and we're in the chat room like, Willie, he won it. By the time he responded, he had lost it because Drake Maverick <laughs> Drake Maverick won it. And then R-Truth won it from him. That and was the, the, the whole greatest thing, kick on the nuts. The whole damn thing went full circle. Willie didn't even get a chance to pop. So it's back to R-Truth. And then... uh. Then the final segment of this, we go back to the storyline, which according to the sheets, where they're, they're just saying that they got, they confused themselves with this Roman Reigns storyline where they just had no idea what to do anymore. And, uh, yeah, never put Samoans in these whodunit storylines. Trust me, man. They should have learned that with Rikishi with the run him over because the same shit happened where they wanted him to be the heel. The big plan was to give Rikishi a push from what I hear where he was the one who ran over Stone Cold and he did it for The Rock and that makes him a heel and The Rock doesn't like him either. But then when he did that promo, I think they started realizing the problem with this plan is that he's going to have to talk all the time now. He used to just come out and dance and everybody was happy about it. You guys, without thinking about it, decided you're going to make him this big time heel. And then he comes out and goes, I did it for The Rock. And you're like, shit, how are we going to possibly have him fight Stone Cold for the next few months? Which is why they flipped it and made it Triple H anyway. So that's sort of what they did here. They didn't think about the long-term goal. Roman got pushed by who they didn't. I don't think they had any idea. And then at the end, it turned out to be Rowan anyway, which is what comes to light here, where Daniel Bryan demands an explanation and Rowan goes super heel. That's what we have. It's a new level. It's Omega heel. There's, there's regular heel, babyface heel, and Omega heel now. Because like people like, uh, like Bailey and Sasha Banks, those are, those are Omega heels. Because Charlotte's a regular heel. So when you look at uh, Rowan, he's an Omega heel because Daniel Bryan's a regular heel. Like, they're heels turning on heels. Mm. And uh, he attacks Roman. He Daniel Bryan comes out to discipline him, and he beats the fuck out of him, too. He puts him through a table, right? He gives him, like, that claw hand through a table. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess this is another situation like with Charlotte, where Daniel Bryan's still going to be a bit of an asshole, but he's a face by default currently because he's not going to be fighting against a guy who's a killer. Yeah, it was. It kind of made me laugh when uh, Rowan was like, "I'm nobody's puppet." And I sat there and I was like, "Rowan, that's your whole career is being somebody's puppet. What do you mean? Yeah, we so. tried you by yourself. We wound up with a stairs match. No. Yeah, so it looks like Eric Rowan is going to be the guy. But you know what? I still feel like if they wanted to make everyone happy with this angle, it would have turned out to be Luke Harper. Yeah, because that would have been that would have actually been a surprise. Not only that, Luke Harper wrestles better than Eric Rowan, and he's a better character. Luke's just all like even with the Bludgeon Brothers, we all know Harper was the leader of that. He's mm-hmm. always been the more capable one. Yeah, and um, maybe he's not ready yet, or they had other plans. But I just think it being Rowan, the problem's not so much that it's Rowan or that revelation, even though that was sloppy and went around in circles. The problem for me is more now what? So Rowan's gonna fight Roman in a match. Who's gonna be the ring general of that match? I guess it's gonna be Roman. 
it had to be Roman. Roman's the only one who can actually go out of those two. Okay, so what kind of match can we hope to have? Like, let's try to put this match together in our heads right now. Who does what? Like, how the fuck do you keep them? It's like, it's different for like, Rowan's not the most wrestling sound person. Like, after the crossbody and the spinning wheel kick, what does he have? Like, you're being to tell me that's what he's going to do the whole match? Yeah, I guess you're going to be relying on Roman's offense. Roman's going to have to wrestle around him. And it's not to say Roman's the best right now, you know? Yeah, but at least Roman's showing improvement. He's a brawler. His style is brawling. It's going to be a lot of punching, which there's nothing wrong. People like that brawl stuff, but it's a lot of punching really hard. And that's pretty much all Roman does. A lot of punching, a lot of short arm clotheslines, lariats and shit, you know? A few of those really ugly ass kicks that he does. Yeah, like, and it's sad that that's 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 a lot more of an in depth offense than Roman. Roman kicks the way I put on my sweatpants. <laughs> you know, like look at the way, uh, how that looks. Like, what do you? T- that's that's an offensive you know what kick. Sad part is the next time I see him throw a kick, I'm start <laughs> laughing so hard. <laughs> he looks like he's putting, trying to put one foot in. You know, <laughs> like all right, time to go to the train station. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Hope nobody gets hurt in this match. Match. Yeah, Rowan. Fuck it up. So, um, one of the things that's happening now in regards with Eric Rowan is, uh, he's going to be getting some new ring gear, apparently. He's going to be getting something called, uh, Kyla Custom Rockwear. Um, so basically, they have done stuff. They've done Sonya Deville's clothes. They've done her leather jacket. Um, things like that that's what they're known for so i mean that kind of sounds like they're going to be changing his gimmick because the guy's known for being like vegan and shit right like it it would be like completely shitting on danny bryan if he came out rocking like their clothing because he's wearing a leather jacket you know what i mean like danny bryan wouldn't be cool with that that actually makes the whole thing that danny bryan's doing almost seem more baby face-ish now because this guy was baby face vegan that's funny baby face vegan storyline comes full circle but yeah this is him hanging out with uh the people from that that uh thing the rockwear kylie custom rockwear so yeah you know they do i guess i i I don't want to almost hot topic-esque style is what i'm getting from looking at this so it's what what she does so you know we'll probably see um on sunday yeah oh yeah you think by then he'll have new music and new everything i mean that I think he, I think they played whatever his music is on. That's right. Smackdown. Right at the end, which, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. That kind of is not a good idea. Like, why would, right after he slammed Brian through the table, you're right. New music came on. Like, why? nobody's really paying attention to the music that much at that time. It's, no, it's not even that. It's why would he already be prepared with new music? Why would the yeah. truck already know that he has new music? Nobody knew who ran over Roman. So who the hell put the new music? For this heel character that we didn't even know was heel two minutes ago, you know that doesn't that that, that would have been like um, when when EO Shirai, when EO Shirai turned on Candace in that cage and then they just start playing her current music like yeah you wait until the next time you see them then they should be different you're telling me that in the time he came out and turned it ended with his new music <laughs> you know just like nah I guess we don't give a fuck about continuity why should we who needs it yeah Omaha Steaks. Yeah, right? Just eat an Omaha steak and shut the fuck up. Nobody asked you, <laughs> nobody asked your opinion about this stuff. You know, right up there when your lunch was getting cold. <laughs> <laughs> Just savage. <laughs> eat, a, <laughs> eat an Omaha steak and shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, we are so mean this episode. <laughs> that's, not, that's how they're treating us, essentially, though, you know? Yeah. Like, they think that things you could, you could know these things automatically, but instead they choose not to. They put a stake in front of you and just say, you shut up. Yeah. So that brings us to Raw. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Wait. I did that wrong. I apologize oh. profusely. Oh, yeah. They get it this week. Yeah. No. They definitely do. They earned it. It's so long that I literally have to dig for it. Yeah. She said it was our anniversary. And I told her, guess what, baby? No, we're not ready yet. Don't don't try to set me up for you, motherfucker. Damn. I ain't ain't ready. (laughs) Do we even keep the the, the button around anymore? Good question. We might not. How sad is that? Oh, well, fuck it. It's raw. (laughs) Yeah, I would have given it to them because that's how good the show was. Yeah, they... Besides that one thing. There we go. We got it. We got it. Here we go. That's how long it's been since we've done it. Wow. Raw, ladies and gentlemen, was good. It was really, really good. This was like a five-star Raw, honestly. And it it. it came to us from my neck of the woods, Madison Square Garden. And I hate to break it to you guys, but that's probably 95% of the reason why it was so good. Don't get used to it. Whenever they come here, they always come correct. They know that they're at the garden. They know what that means. You know, I've been at house shows that have been better than like some of their pay-per-views when they're at the garden. And I've told you guys that before. You know, we have videos up of it. So they brought their A game. There's, I have almost no complaints. So there's not going to be too much for us to make fun of. You know, like we're going to talk about it. If you haven't seen this, Roar, you owe it to yourself. This was like really, really good. Maybe this will be a trend. I don't want to be pessimistic and say maybe the, the garden is the start of like a really big trend for these guys. So Stone Cold opens the show. Nothing's better than for the raw music to be then segued into the glass shattering Stone Cold who comes out. He catches a bunch of beers. He goes on memory lane. He talks a little bit about Brett versus Austin. And, uh, you know, what he was feeling during that match. He goes back to the highway to hell with Austin and Undertaker of SummerSlam of 98 back at the Garden. Uh, you know, yeah. he just runs through some memories. He talks about, like, tells, shares a few cool stories. The crowd's completely invested. Honestly, I was completely invested. This leads into the contract signing where he has Braun Strowman come out and Braun Strowman comes out and goes to shake Austin's hand, but Austin no sells him and the two of them are like standing there and like, you know, they have like this moment just to create a little bit of tension before the burn it down hits and Rollins then comes out and uh, the contract signing begins, but can't help but be interrupted by the OC with AJ once again. And, uh, can't help but notice that when, uh, Rollins brought up that he was the best wrestler, the people started booing. Am I losing my mind here? Yeah, I heard booing. And then they started basically chanting for AJ before AJ came out. And then, sure enough, asking you shall receive. AJ comes out. He starts mocking the baby faces in the ring. He does a pretty interesting Stone Cold impression. Uh, he gets in the ring. Stone Cold very calmly and politely moves the, the, the contract table out of the way. And uh, the faces go to work because Rollins and Strowman take out the uh, good brothers. And then uh, there's a, a bit of a there's a bit of a skirmish there with a. Uh, Rollins and AJ before he gets a- AJ, um, I mean, sorry, Rollins out of the ring, and then AJ turns into a Stone Cold Stunner. It sold the fuck out of that Stunner, too. Super sells the Stunner, beer party, yeah. you know, Stone Cold music, and everything think, was cool for the first segment. What I like about that is that shows me one of the things I really like with Austin. He's around so infrequently when he does show up, like, it's genuine excitement. 
But when you said in the chat room, I, I said, well, when you said in the chat room, I said, I'm going to say the same thing. But that logic doesn't work when you apply the same logic to Brock Lesnar and it's in reverse. He's around so infrequently, but no one says that that makes it wonderful when he's not, you know, like Brock Lesnar's around so infrequently that when you do yeah. see him, it's a pleasure. Like, why is it a right for Austin, but not Lesnar? See, I think, I think what it is with, uh, I can almost think of the way to describe it. With Brock, it's just the way they bring Brock and then they'll have him with a world championship on him. And then we don't see him. We see Austin. We know somebody's just getting stunned and then he's going away. It's not good. We know it's not going to genuinely affect anything in the long run. I honestly think that it's, it has nothing to do with how infrequently or frequently. I, ha- I think it's a hundred percent to do with the fact that he's stone cold Steve Austin and that he has such a level of charisma that him yeah. being around is just always going to just be interesting because when he came back and was the commissioner, when he was doing that co GM thing with, uh, Eric Bischoff. He was there every week, and every week it was more interesting to see what the GM was going to do than what any of the wrestlers were going to do. Can you imagine that? You're watching a wrestling show, and all people are there to see is what the GM's doing. Have you ever heard of that? No matter who the GM was? Well, that's all people are there for. The music hits, and everybody pops harder for the GM, who's coming out in his freaking four-wheeler. You know what I mean? Like, think about that. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin, bro. You know what I mean? Like this is stone cold. So I think yeah. that it it's it it felt great because he's been gone for a long time. But I think if he showed up again tomorrow, it would be just as good. If he showed up again yeah. on Wednesday, it'd be just as good. It's just because Brock Lesnar's not stone cold. Like I think in him being around infrequently just made it more nostalgic. But if he was around all the time, although the nostalgia would wear off, the charisma wouldn't. He would always be cool to see. It would always be fun. Yeah, you know. And I think Squires kind of gets where I'm going, like with Austin as well. Austin's not going to be hogging a world title like he's a full-timer. Like, Brock shows up and gets treated like he's one of the top guys who's here year-round. With Austin, we know it's going to be special when Austin shows up, but it's also not going to affect everybody who's here every single week. Yeah, no, I see. I, I hear like, like, that, 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 that's where I think the difference comes. It's just like, with Brock, the next time we hear Brock's going to show up, we don't know if he's going to snatch that universal title or not. Austin shows up, we know it's just going to be fun. Yeah, but then you have Goldberg, who's the other side of the spectrum. He never really has the title. He loses his matches sometimes. You know, he he had it like once. He doesn't keep anything or whatever. His presence doesn't really have any impact on things. He's not around that often, but because he doesn't have the, the Stone Cold charisma, they, he doesn't get a good reaction. And you can't say it's because, you know, we can't say it's because of the wrestling because Stone Cold's not wrestling. So it's really just the, the man, the, 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 the human being of Stone Cold Steve Austin, the character and the man are, are so great at what they do. That it's just a charisma magnet. You know, I think that's really what it is. Like, uh, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, people not being around very often is never as good as them being around more often unless they yeah. suck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Stone Cold Stunner on AJ, and it doesn't end there because he has a scheduled match against Cedric Alexander, and Cedric still has a bone to pick from the last time that they got into an altercation, so he has no mercy on AJ. The bell's rung, and Cedric leaps right over him. He gets into quick strikes, does a lot of offense. There's even a point where Cedric does an over-the-top rope dive on AJ, and he pretty much gets nothing. Like, AJ misses him. You know, he, he only catches part of his arm. He he probably broke his ass doing that, you know? Um I did enjoy AJ's headbutt into the flatliner. Has a surprisingly good headbutt for someone who doesn't really use it very often. Um, the finish to this was the OC with interference, jumping Cedric, and then the Viking Raiders coming for a run-in, taking out the OC. And I love the way this first hour 
connected everything. We start with Stone Cold and the beer beer party and the memory lane leading into the contract signing with the old OC and AJ coming out leading into the stunner, leading into the Cedric match, leading into the OC interfere, leading into the Viking Raiders. Everything connected yeah. in one seamless story. Everybody got their heat back by the end of it. The Viking Raiders didn't have to attack jobbers in order to show off their mo- their moves. So you see what I mean? Like you can already tell this is being produced by a completely different team. Oh, the, the, yeah. Things like this didn't used to work that way before. Becky and Charlotte have a match against Bailey and Sa- Sasha. And as you pointed out in the chat room, this is the first time all four horsewomen are together in the ring since their NXT Fatal 4-Way, right? Yeah. This is the very first time. Every time before then, there was one missing. But this is literally the only time since NXT all four of them have been in the same place at the same time. Yeah. E- even in the Rumble, they were never all in the ring at once. Yeah. So this was definitely special and it wasn't a raw match. This was a workhorse match. The four of them had like a quality match. It didn't feel like it was timed. It didn't feel like, even though they probably just gave them extended time, it didn't feel like it was a, your typical match. They put on a good match. You they know, let them eat. the four of them went to her. Exactly. Exactly. They let them eat. You know, finishes Charlotte over Bailey with natural selection, which that was my only uh, thing. I thought that the girls should keep their heat, being that they just turned heel and were trying to sort of, you know. And, and then the other thing is Bailey still works like a baby face in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, she does things every now and then. Like, that was a nasty suplex on the outside. Um, oh, that German looked rough. Um, I guess she does a bit more distracting and taunting of Charlotte. But really, she needs to start learning. If They need to decide if she's really a heel because there's a difference between working like a baby face and a heel. And unfortunately, it's the same problem that I used to have with Seth Rollins when he was heel Seth Rollins. He was a heel that would do the same shit. His promos were heel. His personality was heel. But if you go back and watch his matches, that was a baby face. And he couldn't help yeah. it. The guys in the ring having triple threat matches with John Cena and Brock Lesnar. How the fuck are you the heel? I kind of you know like how... I mean? um... I kind of like how when Becky had uh, Bailey pinned in the corner, she goes, tag your friend, tag your friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just sitting there. And I, would, I can just imagine Bailey like, bitch, tag me. This hurts. I, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I wanted to see more of a, and this is going back to the Bailey stuff. I'm, I always get disappointed. I push for her, but I always get disappointed because I wanted to see more of what it meant, not what this turn meant for the character. And it doesn't seem to mean much. You know, yeah. it's like on one side, I do like the fact that the girls seem to have this dynamic we were talking about earlier where no one's really heel or face. They're just angry women at each other. But then on the other hand, with, with someone like Bailey, who kind of needs that boost the way that Becky needed it, you need to have her go out there and be different. Becky didn't turn heel and then go out there and and freaking not change. She was completely different. The way she behaved was completely different from that point forward. And she did it so well. She turned Be- Becky was such a bad heel. And I don't mean bad in the bad. I mean bad as in doing bad shit. She was such a bad heel that I bet you no one even can tell you tell me when she turned babyface again. She literally did the same thing as Stone Cold. Yeah. She was so good at being a heel that, that no one even can say when the fuck she became face again. Because she really didn't. This whole thing was about her being a heel. She was a nasty bitch. She was turning on everybody. And it she's was so well done that she, she got said, over. She's literally been running around collecting debts. And and to to the point where it turned her face. The circumstances turned her face. That's how The Rock did it. That's how Triple H did it. That's how all the greats did it. You know, but Bailey's not doing it correctly. She turned heel. And you, you, like, if you watched Raw tonight, um, you wouldn't really know if you weren't watching before that Bailey was the heel. Yeah. Which that's, I think, my favorite thing about Becky's character. She's literally going back through and everybody who's ever screwed her over is getting it. 
And if they're trying to make it where Bailey's like the unaware heel, like you were talking about, or even the condescending heel, like a Kurt Angle type or whatever, then you need her to do more stuff like that. You need to her to pander to children, like have her do something like trip one of the baby faces or pull one of them off of the apron and throw them into the steel steps when the ring's not, when the ref's not looking and then go over and hug a baby. <laughs> I'm serious. You know what I mean? When the ref has a back turn, have her hit somebody in the kneecaps with a chair. And the person's on the floor screaming, grabbing their leg, and right, and she's like literally standing practically on top of them, like touching kids and shit, you know, shaking their hands. You know what I mean? Make her that, where it's like, it's almost vile. Like, you know, the parents are there with their kids and they hate this fucking character that's pandering to the kids, you know? That's awesome. Make her a heel, you know? It's like, I just didn't get any of that. And 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 honestly, it's what I was looking forward to the most. I think she did better on SmackDown with that promo. Where she was like, I did it for your children. Then, then on Raw, where it was almost like she was in the background. Like, she's the person I'm paying attention to the most because the most change has happened with her. So I want to see something, you know? Exactly. It's like, it's just weird how they didn't do that. You know, even Stone Cold, who already had a heel persona when he finally turned heel again and joined the Alliance, changed it. It was a different heel. That's where the what's came from. Very there, much. there were no what's until he turned on the, on, on, uh, until he joined the Alliance. You know, the whole the whole Austin era going up to 2001, what didn't exist? It was a heel thing, you know? So it's like, he, and he added that. And then when he turned face, he once again incorporated into the bigger character. But Bailey needs to do something. And it's definitely not job out to Charlotte as usual. Yeah. You know, because now Definitely. we can't even say that this new attitude is benefiting her. Or like, this is a new meaner Bailey. Yeah, but it was the same natural selection that laid her ass out. I mean, Charlotte know? already has the title shot. So you can't be like, oh, she got a victory. Like, no. You know? Brand new, meaner, tougher Bailey. Same fucking smelling salts we have to use to get her off the apron. <laughs> you know, what are we doing here? You know, <laughs> Like, I was annoyed. I was almost certain that they were going to go over or do some crazy shit to, to these two. Just to, con- just to cement their, uh, their legacy as heels, you know? Have a cool yeah. video package going into the pay-per-view that's showing that there was no end to these guys, like, and the shit that they were doing up to this point. So you start that, <laughs> you start that match off with a lot of heat already. That video package is nothing but these two bitches beating everybody up. You can't do that now, though. Never you give can't them be their, like last week on Raw. Never give them their heat back before the pay per view when it's a brand new turn. You know, think about all the years of wrestling that you watch. And, you know, if you even think of old Nitros or old Raws, it, even though the formula is predictable, in a lot of blood feuds like that, they would always make sure that the that the babyface never gets their hands on the heel. They would always slip under the ring or under the ropes and get back to the ramp before the finisher or whatever. Even if the babyface manages to get some licks in, when they're going to go for whatever the finisher is, right then the, the, the heel will not, I got to go, you know, slip out the road, fuck Shoot. this, bye. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, she just got hit with natural selection. Boom, fuck you. Got you back. We, 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 could, pull, we could pull a recent scenario with that when uh, Rawls first turned on the shield. Remember how long it took Ambrose to get his hands on him? Yeah, they would. They could never get him. And that's why people it kept him invested. It was like, we're never going to get this bastard because he's so slippery. It's like Bailey turns heel. They already got you back. They beat you up. Tonight they beat you. There's no reason to have the match. They got they got you. They could just disown you now that they got their heads back. You know? <laughs> it's like there's no reason to chase you. You lost. That was you unconscious at the end of Charlotte hitting you. You know? It's like... They, 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 <laughs> The new heel. <laughs> you know, that, that chase. Really got wasted. I couldn't believe when she got hit. I was like, wait a minute, you natural selection her after all that? Like Bailey be- leveled up, applied all her upgrades. Then- <laughs> Unfortunately, I think that's because it was Madison Square Garden and they treat the garden no matter what the show is, they treat it like it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. So as far as they were concerned, they just let it happen. They let the burnout, they let the blow off of this feud be in this pay-per-view. It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. 
Anyway, Rey Mysterio versus Grand Metalik. Now you know that they're trying to give you guys a good raw. Come on, Rey Mysterio versus Grand Metalik. King of the Ropes was the match with a six one nine. Incredible. Biggest little man. How often do you get this kind of stuff? It's unheard of. Grand Metalik's not even on Raw. This is like Christmas. Are you kidding me? Incredible. This was also cool. Great match. Ray's looking fantastic. He goes over Grand Metalik, um, hitting the uh, Eddie Guerrero frog splash. Uh, I thought that his uh, that that uh, that uh, that variation, I guess, of the West Coast pop that he did was pretty cool. Yeah. You I know, mean, um, Metal League. I forgot how athletic he is on the ropes. Like, yeah, yeah, he looks really good out there, man. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so look at that. You get an incredible cruiserweight match that lived up to everything. And also, just pointing out, because we're not going into all the spots in the match, but these were, these were all very physical matches. Like, none of these felt like they were phoned in weeklies. Exactly. And uh, what's kind of funny, I think uh, AC called it, but AC was right. Medleek's outfit was actually a Power Ranger tribute. Which Power Ranger was he? It was um, Megaforce, the one where everybody came back. Oh, I yeah. can't remember which Ranger it was, but... I'm too old for that shit. I only, know, all their power. I only know regular force. Oh, uh, no, this was, yeah, I mm-hmm. remember mega force. Don't ask me why, but yeah, yeah, it was a, that was actually a mega force callback. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about it. That's what the funny thing is. So then we get the King of the Ring semifinals, Corbin, Ricochet, and Samoa Joe in a triple threat match, which was very good. Very good match That's- here. Ricochet shooting star onto Joe, who at the same time has Corbin in the Coquina clutch, thus hitting both of them with that shooting star. Was On definitely the outside. Solid, notable thing. Yeah, because he wouldn't be able to get tapped to that Coquina no matter what. But yeah, on the outside, you know, um, but the finish of this is Corbin stealing that 630 splash pin from Joe. Yeah, which Ricochet landed kind of funky, basically hit only lower body. Mm-hmm. Which that did not look fun. No, not at all. Corbin stole. I thought it was going to be Ricochet because I've been hearing rumors that uh, a lot of creative have been trying to talk Vince McMahon out of pushing Corbin because they're saying that Corbin's not the kind of guy that uh, will be a draw. And I think that that's a stupid story. And if they said that to him, which I'm questioning, they're also stupid because when you're a heel, you're not supposed to be the draw. Whoever you're feuding with is supposed to be the draw. Exactly. It's his job to get heat, not be a draw. What the hell's the matter with them? Come on. Wake up. Yeah, but pretty, pretty crazy match, though. Yeah. Natty went over Lacey Evans. This was all right. I guess if I had to call one match the TV match, the regular cliche Raw match, this was it. Natty going over Lacey Evans. Sharpshooter taps her out. Yeah, left it in there for a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, during one of the commercial breaks, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode wind up, I'm sorry, Robert Roode, wind up teaming up with the OC. They say, why don't the five of us get together and handle some business, which leads to a five-on-five tag match as the main event, which is uh, AJ, the Good Brothers, Robert Roode, and uh, Dolph Ziggler and the baby faces were uh, Rollins, Strowman, uh, who else? Cedric Alexander. Eric and I go are War Raiders. Yeah, and the War Raiders. So pretty much the people that the opening sequence started with are the people that it ends with in, uh, in this match. This was a really great match. Lots of fast exchanges. This was a pretty long match, too. I believe it was 20 minutes, if not more. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Cedric goes over AJ, surprisingly, lumbar check, and then right at the right at the pin, which I think is fantastic. They didn't even play Cedric's music. Right at the pin, Stone Cold's music hits. He storms down. And uh once again, all of the heels get their comeuppance in this, right? Oh yeah, everybody got a little bit. Yeah, they basically they clear the ring of all of the heels once again. And uh the baby faces go over and all have a big beer celebration with Stone Cold to end the show. Yeah, which, I mean, that's a huge win for Cedric Alexander. 
Oh, yeah. And if my memory states me correct, AJ doesn't have a match on Sunday. Cedric might have just locked him a spot in the class of champions. That would be cool, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I almost didn't expect it. When he hit the lumbar check, I was like, wait a minute. Cedric Alexander just be AJ Styles. Yeah, look at that. They decided to push him. They, they started with Mustafa, and then they ended with pushing him. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, not bad at all. I, I enjoyed this raw. You know what I mean? I, I told you I'm not, I'm not sleeping on this company ever. This is, this is the company. A, a long time ago, Squire said it where it was like, uh, it's like having your, your, your team when you would your sports where like they're going to have their bad times or whatever. But this is, I think for a lot of us, this has always been us and what we do. We've always watched raw for decades. Think about it. Decades of our lives, man. Like yeah. literal decades of our lives, not missing an episode of this shit. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, there's always gonna be a place. It's always gonna be something that we do, and like the 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 history of it is always gonna be a big part of our stuff. So, you know, gotta look at it that way. I'm happy that it turned out okay. I told you, for me, ideally, the best world would be a world where WWE gets it right more than a new company uprising. But if they're not going to, then I have no choice but to uh say screw it. And yeah. go, to, go to an alternative. But if if they're yeah. gonna get it better, you know, then that's great. Yeah, that was my whole thing. I was like, I'm not holding out for them anymore. They need to give me a reason to want to stick around. This raw was a reason. Yeah, they did. They did a really, really good job. Oh yeah. Hello, soulless dark angel. How you doing there, sir? Any duty? You see raw tonight? Monday night raw. Some of that Lacey Evans action. No. Yeah, right. Can't That's what everybody tuned in for. They, they wanted to see if Kevin Dunn was going to zoom in on her ass again. I just love how, like, it's one of the things where I kind of admire Corey Graves on a heel because he's just like, he keeps calling Renee Young a nasty. And the first thought that pops into my head is, oh, well, hello, ma'am. Yes, hello, ma'am. Did, <laughs> did, did you see Raw tonight? <laughs> so in that case, we're looking for somebody at Hot Bronze Roman action. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> I always love how, like, like he always goes like, oh, Renee, you're a nasty. And my first thought is, you put another man's name on your ass, you don't get to talk here about nobody. That is true. But good news. So Raw ends with the beer celebration, but oh, the celebration doesn't end because they put up apparently the whole thing. So let's check this out. Oh, snap. Once again, it's been a blast for me to come back here in Madison Square Garden. Appreciate each and every one of you showing up, and that's the bottom line. Come out here, get Seth Rollins signed up at Braun Strowman Universal Championship. They come out here and handle business. Congratulations, Cedric, for a hell of a damn win against the phenomenal AJ Styles. And I want to say this. I know you got your posse with you. OC, respect all of you. Bobby Roode, AJ, you and I got off on the wrong foot, and here's the thing. I respect everything you've done. Hell, I'm probably your biggest fan. I've watched your journey from start to finish, and now here we are in Madison Square Garden. And what I truly think was just a lack of communication. Just somehow we misunderstood each other, and I don't think that I want to leave here with any animosity or bad blood towards you, so... I'm extending my right hand in friendship and offer you a cold, broken skull IPA 
Will you accept this gesture of friendship? I love the plug. For friendship? Are those beers any good? I said, are those beers any good? I say, I gotta say it louder. Are those beers any good? I can't say it any louder. Chip, you know what? Can I taste one? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, here we go. Thank you for the follow. I gotta get in there and shake your hand. Okay. Is he going to stun them again? These guys have taken more finishers today than anyone take this entire week. You're going to get shamed. Well, I tell you what, you talk a lot of trash when you got them guys around you and OC trying to get you back. Gallows, Anderson, y'all done been to my house. I know you like the back of my hand. If I'd say to AJ Styles and I look him eye to eye like I'm doing right now, AJ I'm here to offer this beer in friendship. I ain't going to stun your I just want to enjoy an ice-cold beverage so that when you go your way and I go my way, that there ain't no animosity. And, hey, would y'all like to see us shake hand and drink a beer? AJ, the people would like to see it. I'd like to pose a toast to the best damn hands in the business for the last damn 18 years, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. I would like to extend my hand, props. Personally, I think you're a big pile of trash. But when the bell rings, as far as getting the job done, there ain't nobody like you. <laughs> wow, even that celebration, he gets screwed over. <laughs> I have believed him. <laughs> and he still get beers anyway, that's cool. Sal Volcano, where are you? Where's Sal Volcano at? (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, before I leave, I gotta drink a beer with my man from Impractical Jokers, the one and only Salvo Cano. Cheers, Salvo Cano. There we go.
that he had that guy on the impractical jokers guy he had him on his show yeah i think he was on the first episode did you see that episode yeah that was funny dude stone cold has one of the one of the few limited editions like the hundred cars that it does like inspire hunt so when you go on water it just the wheels go in and just can go across the yeah. water like a boat it was great watching his reaction when because he didn't say anything he just started driving in the water and the guy was like what is going <laughs> on how is this happening are we okay <laughs> i fucking love sal i swear to god that was a good episode and it's because funny because like sal is like a known wrestling fan him and um you, Brian Quinn, they're known wrestling fans. They were on Jericho's podcast before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think um, Quinn has an old photo from God, back at the, the WCW cafe when he took a picture with Jericho. So, yeah, wow. they're, they're long-time wrestling fans. Yeah, it was cool to see him there. Dude. I didn't even know it was much about. Yeah, that show's actually really good, you know? Oh, dude, that show's so funny. I'm gonna have to catch up when I didn't see the Becky Lynch one. I have to see that. Yeah, I know they did Axtroid on that one. Axe it's throwing. a really good show. Oh, shit. Yeah, the band does not fuck around. <laughs> this ain't no game. Yeah, do you, you sure you want to take the copyright from her, Flair? Right? <laughs> you know, I want to find out that Flair's dead, you know, and not for it's the reason that you expect, you know. Dude, the Iris, the Iris Axe throw. Yeah, no, you got to be careful about that. But, um, yeah, I really, it's funny because I'm not normally into, like, any of the spinoff shows that any wrestlers do. Like, I don't care about that. I'm just here for the actual wrestling with that but that show it just happens to always be on so i guess that's a great time slot but uh yeah i wind up enjoying it yeah it's really good uh soulless i've met a few over the years yeah i've met a few yeah i've met uh both the hardys Bert angle booker t Matt hardy yes yeah i've met jericho uh mick foley uh trying to think who else uh i met nicole bass <laughs> I told that awkward story on here a few oh, years ago. Shit. You know, but I've been to many, many Raws and SmackDowns and pay per views. Uh I've been to SummerSlams and Survivor Series. I have I have SummerSlam chairs and stuff. Yeah, uh, if you remember uh the rock concert too, I was there at that rock. Like when JBL and uh Batista had the bull rope match. When uh, Eddie and Ray had that match in the cage, I've been to a lot of those. Yeah, and we will continue. Yeah, actually, to... even uh, Teddy Long's wedding when he married Crystal, I was there at that one too. Yeah, we will continue to do so. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not done going to events and going to things like that. You know, Amos I'm Clark, good friends with John Cena's tax guy. He also does my tax. I can't tell if that's a joke or the truth. Oh, I, it's Squires. You know it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the second I saw who did, I was like, stop trolling. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I found the clip here. The Impractical Jokers dude with, with uh, Austin. Check this out, man. Holy shit, what happened? No, stop, stop. Shaking. Stop. What is going on right now? Sal, get out. We're going to sink. Holy Jesus shit. Christ. Are you, can I curse? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me right now? What is this? What the? Uh, are, we gonna, are we in any danger? We're not in danger. <laughs> I was like, clearly you're gonna like skid out in the dirt, and we're gonna get out and high five, and then get on the boat. <laughs> you know, getting closer to the water, I'm like, did you have a stroke? <laughs> I was like, why are we speeding up? I've never seen this type of vehicle in my entire life. This is this is bad shit crazy. 
I'm a little speechless. I'm sorry because I don't. I don't even know this thing to exist. You talk a lot for a guy who's speechless. <laughs> what is even going on? The mechanics. I don't even understand it. This is a, it's a Panther water car. There was only a hundred of them made, and this is number twelve. It's like a, a 3.7 liter Acura motor. Now we're running off an impeller. And so when I hit the button, basically, I folded the wheels up underneath the boat, which is used to be a car. You're kidding me right now. No, this is like Miami Vice meets James Bond right now. That is incredible, dude. <laughs> Do you have a stroke? I, dude, watching it, I had the same reaction as it was happening. Like, I was like, I don't know what's going on. Because oh he was like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's still going. He's still go- He's still going. Crazy. Oh, God. He said, are we going to be okay? He said, I thought you had a stroke. <laughs> As the water got close, I thought you had a stroke. <laughs> I love how like, his perfect scenario was he skipped out to get out a high five and then get on the boat. All right, guys. It is time to vote on who you think is going to win the matches on Clash of Champions. I'm going to put the link into the chat room now. You can find it at the top of TalkBrunch.com if you're listening to this on iTunes on demand later on. It's also be on all of our social media links. But for now, it is just in the chat room since we're still live here. I literally did this poll at the last minute while watching the Stone Cold show today. So hopefully I didn't fuck anything up. We'll be all right. Yeah, I didn't even have time to proofread or anything, but yeah. All right. First matchup is the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Don't don't be scared of the link. Click it in the chat room. It'll bring up the voting poll. Vote and we'll bring in. Of course, don't forget that this Sunday, the chat room will be open for you guys to converse throughout the pay-per-view. If you've never been here before, just go to talkbrunch.com. It's right at the top, but top of the, the, of the website. And uh, the chat room will be open and we'll be playing the results all night along with the polls. Cruiserweight Championship match. Drew Gulak. Defending against Humberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. Oh, this is a tough one. Because ever since he abandoned the better 205 live shit, Drew Gulak has been on fire. He's been dropping cruiserweights left and right. And he's just, he's been absolutely incredible. But Humberto Carrillo, ever since he came to 205 live, this is not the guy who used to show up a job on NXT. This dude has become a force. I mean, his first night in, he went full blower and took Buddy Buddy Murphy to the limit. Yeah. I I think it could be his night. You think so, huh? And you gotta think the irony for Gulak to have won the title in a three-way and then lose it in a three-way. So what's up with uh Humberto? I, I think it might be with him. You, you think you think so for sure? I think he might be able to catch lightning in the ball. Hmm. He's riding a huge You don't wave think it's too soon? I mean, he's been in 205 Live for a good bit now. All right. Like, he's, he's been right on the cusp of a champion. I mean, he certainly has had a lot of momentum. Yeah, he's. It, it's a tough call. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be surprised to see I mean, him he's, get it. He's still fairly new. I, could, I don't think Lindsay Dorado is going to get it, but I think maybe they should pull the trigger and let this guy get it. You know, I'm I'm with you on the Humberto if that's where you're going. Yeah. He seems like if if Gulak doesn't retain, he seems like the best option right now. I don't want Gulak to retain. Yeah, he t- he had a good run, but I mean Yeah. All right. Chat room, you can type what you want or just type it put it in the poll, you know, it's even better. It's yeah. more credible on the poll, you know. If you want, you can wait too. You know, you don't have to vote now, but I would say vote with us. It's funny to live. Next up, the Intercontinental Championship. 
the Miz or Nakamura defending against the Miz. What are your thoughts here? I think it comes down to one question. Do they want Miz to break Jericho's record? Because he's the only one who can do it right now. I think he's, what, an eight-time champion? I think the Miz wants to break Jericho's record. The Miz wants Jericho's everything. I told you, Jericho used to hang out with the Miz a lot. Like there were, there were always fine paparazzi shots of them going into restaurants and shit together. I think the Miz picks up a lot of his mannerisms and inspiration from Jericho more than anyone, even though most people don't realize it. And as a matter of fact, the Miz is using Jericho's old finishing move, the skull crushing finale. If you recall during 2001, when Jericho finally first won the big one, the world heavyweight championship, that's how he went over the rock skull crushing finale. For a while, Jericho tried to get that move over and then realized that he was not going to be able to. And uh, it's kind of funny that history is repeating itself right now. Exactly. Because he has a new move that he's trying to get over and he's not going to be able to. Yeah, but I mean, then with this new alliance with Zayn and Nakamura, I could see no one's Sami Zayn. I could see him costing Miz this match. You said Nakamura, Solus Dark Angel. You said Nakamura fought your friend Andrew Holland on last Tuesday. Did he, did he, who did, did he fight somebody last Tuesday? Yeah, he was a jobber. Oh, you know, you know that guy? Pretty cool. Yeah. Look at, look at you. I want people in the business. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause I remember cause Zane did his own commentary on Rimside. It was fun. So who, yeah, are, you, who I, are you putting in this one? You think that the Miz is going to break Jericho's record? Cause I know if he wins this, he taught. I think it's going to wind up being a rematch if he can get that bell off of Nakamura. So I think Shinsuke's going to get it this time, but then when they run it back, it's good. They just got Nakamura in his new little alliance with Sami Zayn. This is supposed to be giving him a whole new lease on life, and then he loses the damn thing, you know? It would be kind of weird yeah. as well. It wouldn't make sense. And Zayn's enough of a pest to be a good distraction. It's kind of hard to ignore him. This one's a tough one to call. Suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, chat room. I know you're in there listening. Who the hell do you guys think? Is going to bring this one home, this Nakamura Miz match. Those Angels going for Miz. Hmm. Oh, man. It's really hard because I think Jericho's record being a factor makes it tough. Because I think, yeah, Miz is the only one anywhere near breaking it. He literally just needs to win that belt two more times and he gets the record. Right. But I mean,. We've seen Shinsuke's history with Intercontinental Championships. Once he gets a hold of one, it's damn hard to get it off him. I'm going to go Miz. Even though it would be an upset, I'm going to go Miz here with you guys. I'm going. I think I'll go in Shinsuke. Yeah, you think it's going to be a retain retention here? Yeah. I don't see it this fast. Maybe in the rematch. It wouldn't surprise me. I just want, I'm just curious. I'm just going with a wild card on this one. All right. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Big E and Xavier Woods defending against The Revival. I'm going New Day. I'm tired of seeing the revival get tag titles and do absolutely nothing. New Day, yes it is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, the revival. What? 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 Uh, I don't even know what brand these people are on anymore. I guess we're having the new draft, so it doesn't matter. Wherever, wherever they get drafted, they'll find something. They find move off them anyway. So. Yeah, pretty much. That's all they do now is just team up with somebody else who actually matters. That's fair enough. All right, so we got that one covered. Mm, next, next match. up. Raw Tag Team Champions Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defend against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode and his mustache. Oh, God, that fucking porn stash, my so, God. So it's a handicap match. Three on two. Pretty much. 
You stupid. <laughs> so this one is a few factors I'm thinking about. Does Seth turn on Braun or does Braun turn on Seth? Because that's the only way Rude and Ziggler win this match. Like Ziggler, he's not leaving. So why would they put a championship on him? And I mean, Bobby Roode's going from 24-7 title to a tag title. I don't think so. WWE hates going into the main event of a pay-per-view with two baby faces. I could tell you that right now. So I'm surprised yeah. that we're talking about this on a Monday. It would be interesting if this tag match happens and somebody turns heel. But would Rollins turn heel on Strowman? I couldn't see it. I could see I could see more likely Braun turning on Don Rollins. Hmm. Especially after like that one slot in the main event where uh I can't remember who it was, they pushed Seth on to Braun and Braun freaked like Seth did on purpose. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, like, if they get along, they win. Would they just win it and then have to face each other? That would be interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, they've, you've never seen that happen, so it would be something new. I think I'd be pissed, too, if they lose Dark Angel because what, the, what are you telling me? We have these two guys that they just threw together randomly with no charisma together, no chemistry whatsoever. Now they're the tag champs. It may as well be exactly. Nicholas again. It may as well be Rude and Nicholas. Like, Seth and Braun makes the most sense because Seth and Braun actually matter. They only ever put titles on Ziggler when he's about to leave because he's dumb enough to stay. So you know what? Rude had been relevant. I don't know how. You know what, man? As boring as it would be, I'd rather the two of them just retain than for one to turn on the other. And then the cost of it be we wind up with these dudes as tag champions, which would just yeah. be weird. Yeah, I'm just going with Rollins and Strowman because I don't want them to win the titles, man. Like, that's the last thing we need is another throw together team. Winning and this one and this one's not even gonna get over. Yeah, it's bad enough that Braun and, and Rollins are a throw together team. It's just lucky enough that the chemistry all slid into place. It did not do that with Rude and, and Ziggler. Yeah. Look at that picture. Look like somebody made that up. See, see, Braun and Seth have added the fact that they're actually good. They're actually relevant in like any kind of a title picture. Well, Rude is a really good wrestler. It's not their his yeah. fault that they use him. I I liked him back in TNA. You know, it's just oh, yeah. it's just bad that they. I mean, they don't use him properly. Ziggler, they, they, at this point, I'm indifferent to. It's, 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 I'm over it. You know what I mean? Ironically, that's what his trunks used to say, even though he never did get over it. But, um, yeah, I just like, like with, to be these with, guys. With Ziggler, they only ever put titles on him when he's going to leave because he'll always stay out. Yeah. And we know Ziggler's not trying to leave. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah, definitely going for Seth and Thrawn. All right. Well, we have that one figured out. Now we get to go on to a little bit more interesting of a question here. SmackDown Women's Championship. Heel Bailey defending against Less Heel Charlotte. <laughs> oh, this oh, it's kind of a tough one. Do we see if we see more underhanded stuff from Bailey, I could see her sneaking out a win. Like I said earlier, man, I'm really interested in this Bailey stuff, but they have to stop cheating us out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like tonight. I needed to see Bailey really embrace that heel role. She needed to go in there and cement her legacy and beat the hell out of those two. Not get hit with a natural selection and need smelling salts. You right. know, that really pissed me off. It's like, this is your new thing. You and Sasha team up and you go out there and let them kill you. Come on, Bailey. What is that about? I was really looking to see what she was going to. I was expecting new moves. I thought maybe she'd take that damn ponytail out, change her music. Draw mad faces on those wacky inflatable guys. <laughs> right, you know? Instead of instead of waving, just make them both have make them have middle fingers. Oh you my know? god. You yes. got a bunch of middle fingers flaying around the air. <laughs> oh, no stopping. Awesome. 
you know, have a shirt that says think about the kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Turn her into a heel. Have crying and Izzy on the back of her from that one takeover. You know, like I said, you need her to do things like when the ref's not looking, take one of the girls, whip her into the steel steps and then go hug a baby. You know, and then like, you it's know, have the, one too. and then have commentary selling it like, oh, can you believe this? You know, I have the heel commentator, Corey Graves of her be like, oh, you know, she likes children. She <laughs> you don't like kids, you know, Cole? Whack somebody across the back with a chair and then go on like, you know, hug, high five a kid when, when the, when the rest of the like, you know, she needs to just heal it up more. Sasha's doing great, but I mean, she's a natural heel. So we expect that yeah. kind of stuff from Sasha. But Bailey just kind of seems like the sidekick right now, like the goofy sidekick. I've seen enough of that with Bliss and Cross. Exactly. You know, I want to see her take command. It would be cool if uh, if she even eventually turns on Sasha. Be a bitch. Come on, Bailey. Yeah. If Bailey brings that out, I could see Bailey. I'm going with Bailey no matter what, because it would be ridiculous yeah. for her to turn heel and then Sar- Charlotte beat her. Yeah, it's, it's bad enough that she beat her tonight. You just turn heel. Everyone hates you for attacking Becky. They should not be getting their hands on her until the pay-per-view. Like I said, I can't believe that a freshly turned heel got laid out in the middle of Monday Night Raw tonight. <laughs> what a heel turn. Oh, man. They protected yeah. Sasha, though. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Sasha's still protected. They definitely let the new heel turn Bailey just get laid out. So uh, it almost feels to me like it's not even that they had a plan for Bailey to turn heel because they're going to do a program with her so much as it is that they don't really give a crap where Bailey is right now. There wasn't a spot for her as a baby face. So they just went, ah, fuck it, turn her heel. Because, I mean, much. think about it. Rowan put Daniel Bryan through a table. And before Daniel Bryan was even able to get up, they're already playing his new evil entrance music. Bailey turns heel and she still looks the same, acts the same, has the same outfits, the same attitude, you know, it's just like, ah, what a lazy heel turn. Oh, God. Good thing we have a room full of expensively paid writers. All right, well, I'm going with Bailey because, not because I, I'm confident in them, but because they shouldn't keep ruining the character like this. I want to see the more of the new Bailey already, so. Exactly. We'll move on from that one. That is my vote there. And up next, Roman Reigns beats Rowan. Because, I mean, Rowan as a singles competitor. Really? This isn't a tag match. We can still we'll save this angle, man. There's still, there's still hope. I know the storyline sucks. The whole Roman almost dying in the car. I, this is a terrible storyline. There's no questioning that. But we can still save the storyline. All they have to do is make Roman lose because whoever's really responsible interferes. It could still be Daniel Bryan. And even though that'll be corny, Daniel Bryan knows how to wrestle. Who would you rather see if you have the long-term feud? Daniel Bryan against Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan against Eric Rowan? Christ in heaven. You see what I mean? Like they, they could still, or make it somebody else that was a, that, that was like um, in cahoots with him or something. It just can't be after everything that we've been through, that whole long storyline that they put us through, just for Roman Reigns to fight Eric Rowan in a non-title after match. After fake Rowan, I don't play past him. I just hope there's more to it and that Roman loses, but not because Rowan can beat him because he can't. In or out of cafe, but because uh, you know, there's some other stuff going on. I'd like to just, think you know a what? picture. You just made the list. Oh no! Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Flip Rainbow four 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 two eight. You know, like I said, I would just like there to be something. You know, and it could just be what you said. They had nothing for Roman to do, so here we go. Here's the match, which makes sense. Look, at the end of the day, Roman Reigns isn't going to be losing. He's one of their. He's one of their fly boys. You know what I mean? He's one of their golden boys. So what you do with a guy like that is you give him good opponents that he's inevitably going to go over. But I'm saying if that was their objective, Luke Harper would have been a much better choice. 
it would have made sense. It would have still been a big revelation. And uh, no one would complain the way that they're doing. Because you can actually repackage Luke Harper because he's a good wrestler. And he would have a good feud with Roman. That might have been his break. Roman can't wrestle for shit. He's a spinning heel kick and that's it. Yeah. You know? So it's like there's no way f- to make this match good. I'd be shocked if this match turned out good. He may as well be wrestling. Yeah, like, ugh. So who do you got for this? Oh, of course. I have the guy who can get over by himself. <laughs> I At this point, I guess that's Roman? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I never thought, I never thought look at how the that. world has changed. I never thought we'd be looking at a voting poll. In all the years we've been doing this, I never thought that we'd be looking at a voting poll and you would say, I got the guy who could get over by himself and pick Roman. <laughs> Roman was never in a stairs match. I think lost it. Maybe it is actually, I don't know who it actually is. They, they, they're going to try with this. I don't think they know. I think they're going to try with this and see how it works out. When it, when they realize that it's not going to work out, then they'll do something else. Because Rowan, <laughs> if they realize it. Rowan's a cooler character, but he's not like, uh, he's not that, he, he's not good enough for this match. Anyway, um, who do I want to take on Taker? You mean Undertaker? I don't want anybody to take on Taker. I have some Undertaker news if we have a little bit of time. Just remind me. It's probably going to be a longer show since we're doing the voting poll than usual by just a little bit. But yeah, let's move on from this Roman thing. It's confusing as hell. So now we got the WWE Championship. Kofi Kingston against Randall Keith Orton. Kofi defending against Randy Orton. Kofi needs it. Storyline-wise, it works the best for Kofi to get payback after all these years. It would be the worst thing in the world. If after all these years, including what happened at the last pay-per-view, for this to just end with an RKO, him winning the title and going, stupid, stupid, and he leaves, and that's the end of Kofi's thing. Because it would be like what happened to Booker T with uh with Triple H. Yeah. You know, it's just like they just never gave it. They never they never let him, like, go over, you know? Like, yes, even though Kofi's the champion, I think this this is really important that Kofi wins. What the hell is Orton going to do with another title? Exactly. And Flip, I'm not hating on Taker. I'm just saying Taker's 50. Lay yeah. down. Yeah, why the hell do they need him to to wrestle? He shouldn't be wrestling. Stone Cold's not wrestling. How come they can't have Taker just do other stuff? Yeah, he could just not wrestle. Like, okay, we got the Fiend, we got it, we're good. Yeah, the Revival guys. Uh, yeah, but he has the New Day guys. You know what I mean? Like they'll be in the they'll be in the mix too. I don't know if that if the Revival guys would be in. I I I'd rather have the credible tag team champions. Kofi's definitely winning, whether those guys interfere or not. I, th- how crazy would it be if if I if at this this pay per view Kofi was to lose? Right, and in 2019 we get championship reign number 14. Yeah, nah, I'm over that shit. Kofi Kingston all the way for this one, guys. Yeah. And then things once again get a little bit crazy and a little bit weird. It's funny because lately, when it comes to the girls, that's where it's always going to be getting weird because we have the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending. Against Sasha Blue. (laughs) Oh, you knew exactly what you were doing. (laughs) I brought it back. Oh, not again. Um, So, I've seen advertisements recently. I'm sure you have too. You read my mind. Of upcoming. First of all, we haven't had the time. Maybe we'll play it after this. But Becky's been doing a lot of commercials for Fox. A lot of Fox Sports commercials, which is interesting because that's the home of SmackDown, not Raw. And I can't help but notice in a lot of upcoming advertisements to future shows, I see the champions and I don't see Becky with a title. That might have screwed up somewhere. But I think that uh, 
Becky might be SmackDown bound for the Fox move. And this might be her handing that title over to Sasha. Too much of a coincidence that I'm seeing her all over Fox's YouTube. Too much of a coincidence that in the advertisements, everyone has the titles but her. It makes sense for her to be on Fox and she's already seems to be integrated into it. Sasha probably was promised some sort of a push to come back. This might be the end of the man run. And Bailey's going to interfere. I'm going to say that Sasha Banks wins the title from Becky Lynch. Yeah, I'm saying Sasha gets it. Because here's how you have a great setup here already. Bailey's going to interfere, costing Becky that match. Becky's going to want to go after Bailey for costing her that. Bailey's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky's been known to jump shows whenever she has a target. She's going to jump shows to go after that belt as revenge. So that is my prediction. Sasha Banks takes it. Becky goes to feud with Bailey on SmackDown. It'd be another debt for the man to collect. And and yeah, you're you're right, Timothus. Sasha needs the title now. She needs the title and an actual defense. This fixes everything. The only way that they can break this is if they do what I'm worried they're gonna do and they don't change Bailey at all. They don't take her out of like like tonight. She can't be getting knocked out by natural selection. I can't get over that, you know? They're like, this is a new aggressive side to Bailey that we've never seen before. Natural One, selection. Two, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? I thought this was a new aggressive. Like, somebody wake her up. Tell her she has to be new and aggressive. <laughs> Not old and sleepy. What the hell was that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. And then finally, we have the main event, unless they somehow screw the order of this up, which I don't think they will. They have this open. Yeah, that's not the main event. That'd be great. They've done it before. What? It actually have the have the women be the main event? No. I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe they will. Who knows? But what is going according to card here? Seth Rollins Universal Championship defending against Braun Strowman. I don't have any idea, honestly, how this can go. Like, I don't know what. I mean, <sighs> they they they're gonna do some sort of a David and Goliath thing. Honestly, that's going to be a hard act to follow after uh, watching Walter against it's Tyler Bate. Right? You know, to me, that's the ultimate big guy versus small guy match. Like that last NXT UK pay-per-view set the bar. If I was them, I would have taken all big guy versus small guy things off the table for a while to let that cool off. Exactly. Because that's all anyone's ever going to be thinking about. That's all anyone thinks about for a while. Like anyone who sees that match is still thinking about it. So, you know, I would have kept away from all big guy versus small guy after seeing some crazy shit like that. But uh, nonetheless, here we are, big guy versus small guy again. And uh, I don't know, man. I have no idea what they want to do because they want. I know they want to keep both these guys strong, right? But they're not as invested in Strowman as they are Rollins. Yeah. Strowman gets to the finish line and then chokes. Like, I got to go Seth. I mean, Seth said it himself. At least he beat Brock. Strowman gets to the top of the mountain and then falls off. Hmm. The fact that he's even been tagging champion as long is crazy. Because when you think about it, this whole time, this tag title run is the first actual championship run he's had. It's Braun's time. I've I've thought that for years. He doesn't seem to have a time. I feel like his time was that first time he got that title shot against Brock, and he was just never meant to get there. Like you, you they can't sell me on Braun as champion. Like he's gotten to the top and blown it too many times. That being said, Rollins is going to have to sell you on being able to beat a guy that big. I mean, if anybody could do it, I could see Rollins being the one to do it. Strowman's known to make mistakes. All Seth needs one shot. 
And we know Seth will curve stomp him all day. So. so the question you need to really ask yourself here is what happens next? Who does the Universal Champion face after this? Well, I mean, with everything Firefly Funhouse has been telling, they've already got it set. Um, who's next? No matter who wins this match. So it'll be uh, Bray. Yeah, so it looks like the Fiend. I mean, the Fiend is getting a universal title shot at Hill and Cell. I mean, Rollins versus the Fiend makes more sense than Strowman versus the Fiend, doesn't it? Yeah. Unless Rollins, do, I heard that on Twitter, Bray was putting some stuff up about how he wants Strowman to come back home or some shit like that. Or was he saying that to Rowan? Actually, it was Rowan he was saying that to. Yeah. So, what whose storyline is he in, or is he just trying to get into one? I think it's just the Fiend seems like that type of a thing where it's just whoever he has his eyes on at that moment. But in reality, it's just whoever he gets to first. Because I've noticed that with The Fiend, it never seems to ever be like a distinct target. It's just who's ever in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what, man? I'm going with, I did it only this one time of this of this vote. I'm going with DQ, no contest. Something's going to happen. These guys are going to wind up getting attacked. Wait a minute. If The Fiend shows up. Yeah, they're leaving tag team champions. We've already voted that based on that logic. I don't think that they're going to finish their match. Somebody's going to come in a screw up probably the fiend something crazy is going to happen uh before they get to finish this match is really the end of it that's the only thing i could think of i have to go with this being where things are going to get crazy they have too many enemies they have too many things all kinds yeah. of uh the old seas out there like somebody's gonna gonna do something here so yeah i'm going with dq no contest for that one i'm hitting finish on this survey don't forget if you're listening to this the old school way on itunes and stitcher and all that It'll be up on the website. Also, now back on YouTube, you can watch the the mixer version that we uh have the video and stuff up for. And uh, again, tomorrow we will be in the chat room during SmackDown, followed by the game night, the Jackbox game night uh, after two hundred five live, and then uh Sunday during the pay per view, and then the post show afterwards. So we'll get our votes and our results, and then see if there's any other stories before we uh wrap up here. And no, I think that's uh. I mean, there's plenty of stories. We never run out of out of news. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, we've been doing so good on time up until uh, tonight. <laughs> just I mean, I mean, last about. week we covered two pay per views, but yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no problem, Souls Dark Angel. Thank you for hanging out. And thank you for the follow. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, come around next. Come around tomorrow night. It's gonna be funny. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens in that main event. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is. No, I think that we're we're uh, good here. None of the other stuff that uh that we need to talk about is really up here. Yeah, nothing major. Yeah, oh there's there's this ref thing. I do want to talk about this ref thing that happened. Do you hear about this? Some ref got his ass kicked, like they shoot beat up a ref. Oh yeah. I think I heard something about this earlier today, but nothing like specific. Well, I haven't obviously I'm I'm hearing it now that we're on here. Uh let me see if I could get the details here. Uh, this was at a Rev Pro Royal Quest show. Uh, it was, uh, let's see here. The referee was attacked after the match's conclusion. And, uh, it was Aussie Open versus Shaw Samuels. Um, let's see what happened. Oh, apparently one of the wrestlers didn't get his shoulder up and the ref counted to three. And, uh, they both went up and beat up the ref for ending the match early. Jesus. 
Yeah, I bet he's going to be a slow counter from now on. No, I don't want to talk about this. But, um, he says, last week at RevPro, I was attacked after the, the, the Royal Quest tag match. This was not part of the show. It was not planned. I was grabbed and slammed to the map by Shaw, and then something happened on the outside. I honestly don't know what. That part was a blur. As a result, I sustained a much more serious than originally thought neck and shoulder injury. That means I'm no longer able to referee. I hate the term retire, so I'll say this. I'm indefinitely unable to referee due to medical restrictions. Damn, you got Tim Wyatt. The intended winners, Aussie, still won, albeit five minutes quicker on the show than ran over by almost 45 minutes. I'm still shocked, upset, and in disbelief by why this happened and why it has been condoned by Rev Pro slash Andy Quilden. 500 plus matches, one botched ending, that one. I've spent my last seven, eight days in many feelings, anger, sadness, frustration. I truly adore performing as a referee, and now at least for the foreseeable future, I'm medically unable to do so. I truly hope that I can recover and pursue it again. There are so many things that can be said about last weekend, but I would prefer to not write an essay of negativity. For now, I'm also unable to football referee my main income due to injury. All right, let's take a look here at what the hell happened. That is short as hell. Like, I can't even see. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, they're beating him up like, wow. Yeah, they're beating his ass. Look at one time. Craziness. Golly, over five minutes. Over five minutes. I mean, I guess they want to tell us they say in the business, get their shit in. For the love of God, like... Yeah, I know. I know. That's been some crazy shit for them. Take a man's career away from him for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. All right. I think that we're we're not done here. We'll do whatever we didn't talk about just because there wasn't time. We prioritized the better stories. We'll bring it up next week. Don't forget there are other days of the week to be here. So we'll be back in the chat room tomorrow. That being said, thank you. To everyone who's been here for this wonderful night. Chip, you know what? You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> thank you, Timotheus, for the follow. Also, thank you to Doug the Dog 6, Willie V2, Six Slayer, Max Adam Power, George Z, Stasis Dreams, Space Fight, Red Rapid Fox, East Coaster 506YT, Ryan Tucker 14, Emang, Joe Woko, Matt Squires, Mark 718, Soulless Dark Angel, and Flip Rainbow 42228, as well as all of you listening on demand across all various platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 338, hosted by Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin, we are out of here. I want my bubbly.